And so she was like, she's like, I know I'm talking a lot. She's like, I'll stop. And I was like, Don, I'm like, I'm not trying to scare you right now. I'm like, but I'm in so much pain. I'm like, you, you talking is keeping me awake. Yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of blacking out. Right oh now. yeah. straight into it i don't know <laughs> how's it going man i'm good how are you too bad how you know i really like that hoodie i really like your brand i know it's not your brand but i like that brand the uh, undefeated undefeated yeah Dude, it's the best it's so cool does i so i lost one of my socks oh no just one i don't know where it is and now i'm sad because i can't wear it because i only have one <laughs> yeah i mean you could like, you just be, yeah. be a real butthole okay about it. so i have i have an undefeated sock and i have a random nike sock but it sucks because the texture on both feet is weird. Dude, there is... N- I've never had a sock like the it's undefeated so one. It's so soft. It's the best. It's so, so soft. And especially, like, just the, the minor details yeah. and, like, how they did it. So, like, and the... Because I was, like, I was going to uh, wash my, you know, laundry. That's mm. the word I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was doing laundry, and I was like, oh, man, something got inside the sock. Yeah. Because, like, right by the heel, there's the... Uh, there's a little, like, rubber piece. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? And I, and it, like, clicked. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, it's an actual... It's, like, a non-slip piece. I'm like, how genius. That's genius. Of, of an idea. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was like... So, I just... Bu- I bought a pair of Vans because I'm, you know, on the, on the power athlete, like, m- move right now. That's right. So, I was like, I got to walk a mile in their shoes. Um, and they just recommend vans. So yeah. I was like, all right, here we go. And, uh, and I wore the, those undefeated socks with them. And I was like, these are the, the best they, socks to wear have, with these things. Like, like they have the perfect amount of cushion in them too. Yeah. They're just, they're soft. They're bouncy. Uh, they're, they're really the best. Their stitching is really well, well done. I know. I need to, I need to hit up Eddie and get some more. Yeah. <laughs> T- tell him, tell him I want some. I'll ask, I'll ask some more for you too. Oh, undefeated should sponsor the podcast. Yeah, right. That would be dope. There's no way. We're we would get... just push their product all day. Yeah. I would totally would. I-, I would wear undefeated while we start our new video, our new video format. Yeah. We'll definitely have to up the, uh, up the video quality oh, for absolutely. that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put an undefeated, like, poster right here he did ask um i was chatting with him the other day and I, he did ask how we were doing with it yeah and i was like doing well I'm like does, it's, it's growing does he want to be on uh very unlikely okay he's not a talker oh he's definitely a talker oh uh, but he's not really that type of that type of person uh-huh. i can't foresee him being on the uh getting on this but we can smoke I'll some weed him. with him like elon musk <laughs> yeah <laughs> and just take it from there just, just go and see what happens yeah. from there. <laughs> <laughs> did i tell you about uh h3 the pod h3 podcast they made a um smells like my butthole what? candle no in like in response to gwyneth paltrow's like vagina candle oh my god <laughs> wait wait yeah wait and a- apparently it really smells like butthole <laughs> <laughs> i mean i can only imagine i mean they have uh what is it like fart bombs right well so so they were talking about it and they're like, you know, we're, when we're trying to make it, we're trying, they're like, we don't want to make it like it's a, like one of those like stink bombs where yeah. it just smells like sulfur like and just like fart. Gross. Yeah. They're like, we want it to be like musty and they like have oh. like, have like layers to it. So it's not just like, doesn't just smell like shit. Oh my God. 
and I, oh, I'm so mad. I almost bought one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just well, the the, the proceeds, all like all the proceeds to it went yeah. to uh, like uh, it was like for like prostate cancer and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so it was for a cause. So it's like a charitable thing, but that's such a weird cause. I mean, not the not the prostate cancer, but <laughs> like, like, come on, that's for, that's for su- us. The supporting of that is v- via with a butthole candle. Butthole candle. <laughs> oh my god! What are you talking about? That's ingenious. I, but who would ever light that? They sold out. No, they sold out of like I think they had like two hundred candles or something like that. Wow. Yeah, they. Uh, I guess one of the listeners works as like works as like a scent science like scent scientist or yeah. something. And they helped like formulate a candle. Jesus. Okay. Good so for it's, them. It's like legit. Like it wasn't them just like trying to make some nonsense. Like, yeah. And the packaging looks cool as hell. Like it was a really nice packaging and stuff. I was like, this is. Are they butt cheeks? They would be funny, but no, it's like <sighs> it's like a really nice package. So like the can like it comes in like a box, like a wooden box. What? And then the candle itself is like, it's effectively very much like. Gwyneth, the, the goop candle mm-hmm. i don't know what that is goop is like gwyneth paltrow's like vagina candle line well it's her like the the company that oh is, she has a whole line of candles no it's, no no it's not just candles it's like health products oh you never heard of this i heard something about her having a candle but not smelling like her vagina oh first of all first of all who created that scent and how do they know it's just like a marketing ploy oh just, so it doesn't actually smell like her vagina my assumption is no. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it just, it, like, from, I watched some videos about it, and they just said it smells like a nice candle. Oh, okay. Well, that's way better. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I would assume. Yeah. Um, but, no, so Goop, Goop is like, uh, how would I describe it? It's like a, it's like a health and, like a health company. Uh-huh. So they have, like, a, a, like a gym in, like, upstate New York or somewhere in New York, Um and they have sell like beauty products and like skincare stuff and just a bunch of like really, really expensive garbage. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So like a uh, cosmetic store Equinox. Kind of. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, they've been under like uh, in the past under a bunch of like scrutiny and stuff because like they're they have these like products and like that make wild medical claims. Mm. And then they keep getting slapped with like a lawsuit that's like, you can't say this. Like <laughs> stop trying to like claim shit. This cure's ugly. Yeah. Though I did hear something that said Joe Rogan is the goop of, like, goop for men. <laughs> I mean, I believe it. Like, <laughs> I I have bought on it shorts because he promotes on it. I have bought, like, CBD gummies because he promotes CBD gummies. Well, he, like, o- he owns part of on it. I know, yeah. Um, they're my favorite. So, on it and Virus collaborated. They did their... Oh, really? Yeah. They did a little, like, uh, a, a line together. And I got some on it shorts from Virus. And you know how I said earlier, like, I don't like virus. Like, yeah, I just think their shorts are trash. They're probably my favorite virus shorts because I think they're meant for like jujitsu and grappling. Like they're loose. They're, they're yeah. not as restricting. Um, there are my favorite virus shorts. Had me, but oh, like Killcliff. Like I liked Killcliff before, um, but he came out, he collaborated with Killcliff and had his own uh, flavor. Interesting. I, I bought a whole case of that. Was it just, uh, was it just DMT psychedelic flavor? Oh my God. That'd be dope could you imagine that would be so dope <laughs> i don't know if we'd be having this conversation right now i'd probably be still on dmt we'd be in space <laughs> you'd be talking to aliens i would be from the fifth dimension yeah no it was a it was a spicy pineapple and it was actually really delicious all right like pineapple jalapeno it was really good and then oh, um shit. people were coming over like ways to make it uh an alcoholic <laughs> drink naturally yeah naturally Just turned into like a margarita yeah and it was it was awesome that kind of sounds pretty good like throw like 
I feel like a little rum in there would go pretty well. Some rum, yeah, some Malibu rum right there. Um, I think they did a like like you said a, a margarita, some tequila, um, put some tahini around the rim. Yeah, I don't understand tahini. It's it's there. You don't have to understand it. You just have to enjoy it. It's like it's okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like I don't know. I like. I my my friend Esteban would because it's like it's like chili powder effectively, it's and there's some other it's stuff. Spicy in it, salt. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's not um, even chili powder. It's spicy salt. But there's chili, there's like chili powder in it. Uh, yeah. Hints. Hints. It's not like, not like the chili powder you use for like cooking chili or or like yeah. Make, it's it's huh, how do I explain this? Hold on. Aside from spicy salt, I don't know how to. I don't the know. Spicy how to salt. It. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever like when you were growing up? Did did you have like ice cream trucks around the neighborhood? Uh, for a brief moment of time before they got banned. What? Ice cream trucks got banned in Chicago? Yeah. Lame. Um, uh, a fun thing called child abduction. <laughs> <laughs> That's overrated. Um, <laughs> so there was this little salt sugar thing, and it was spicy also. It was called Lucas. Okay. And you would go up there. You buy it for like 50 cents. I think it went up to 75 cents, and then kids stopped buying it for a dollar because we realized it's just fucking salt. But it's spicy salt. It essentially was the same thing as tahini. You like kind of lick your thumb to pointer finger pour it on there and then lick it again okay it's just like a little like you're doing a shooter kind of like a shooter but not through your nose <laughs> well not the oh that's like, oh. like like doing a oh uh yes <laughs> like doing like, like tequila like shots like a tequila shot yes that exactly <laughs> jesus yep all right so we're a, on the same according page. to tahin it says the product has several varieties of condiment uh consisting predominantly of chili peppers lime and salt yeah so Chili peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Not powder. But, I mean, it's the same thing. Chili peppers, it's just dried chili peppers turned into powder. Ugh. Chili powder. Ugh. All right, whatever. <laughs> Nonetheless. Yeah, I've never, like, a lime, I think it's lime usually gets, too much lime bothers me. I agree. Uh, I, I don't like putting lime on my food. I, like I know people like squirt lime on their tacos or on their burrito. I was like, no, oh, just leave that shit off mine. Like you yeah. can put the lime on the side or put the lime in my beer, but I don't want it on my food. What about in the coconut? You know what? Um, not gonna lie, I I'm only recently becoming a coconut fan. Um, so I haven't done the whole lime in my coconut. Okay. Um, I'll have to call you in the morning and let you know. Will you shake it all up? I will. Perfect. Will. That's yeah. the only way to do it. Yeah. And how do we? What the hell you're talking about with tahini? How did that go? Um, yeah, whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> Must not be worth it. No. Um, all right. Well, speaking of tahini, the <laughs> pain that you get from hot salt, spicy salt. Only you get pain from spicy salt. Fool. <laughs> I handle my heat. <laughs> don't come for me. That's true. That's true. You you have told me that. I, I mean, I still have yet to try that spicy. Oh my god! I'm gonna I'm gonna bring, bring me. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> okay, I gotta remember. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try and remember. I'll put it on my calendar <laughs> <laughs> and bring it for you, so that way you can enjoy some nice diarrhea after your yeah, next chili. I'll, I'll enjoy it Friday night, and then I'll suffer Saturday morning. It's, so, <laughs> before we get into the actual episode, <laughs> um, so I, I did I tell you I got some of that for Brian because um, not for Brian. You told me the Marissa story. 
and oh, chili. That one was funny. <laughs> um, no, so so Brian had uh, they were talking about like making chili, and mm-hmm. he was like, you know, his his boyfriend Oliver. He was like, oh, he makes it like so hot because he's Thai. Yeah. And I was like, I got some really like hot stuff. I'm like that'll blow his socks off. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I don't think so. I don't think you understand. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And so I was like, brought him a little container of it. And, uh, I was, I was playing dead by daylight with him yeah. and he goes, and I could, he could hear him laughing and I'm like, what is he laughing at? And I was like, Brian, what the hell's going on over there? And he was like, uh, Oliver just dipped his finger in to like taste that, uh, that seasoning that you gave me. Oh shit. And I was like, did he do a big bite? And he was like, yeah. And he, and he was like, Oliver's like, Oh, 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 he's like, this is really hot. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to give a shit if you're Southern Thai, like a hot pepper is a hot pepper. Yeah. Like I'm like, cause it's made with like. Um, like the Carolina Reaper. Yeah, you were telling me there's like three like of them, right? The Trinidad Scorpion. Yeah. And uh, there's another one that I... It wasn't heard. Ghost Pepper, right? It was... Um, no, it wasn't Ghost Pepper. There's something else in it. Oh, uh, fuck. You told me what it was. But regardless, it no, was but like... They're, they're, those are like three of the hottest on the fucking skull level. Like, Yeah, they're literally just the hot peppers to be hot peppers. Yeah. They don't taste good. If anything, they taste terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that's all its existence is for. And so I'm like... I don't care what type of weird pepper you got out in like Southern Thailand. Like, yeah. it's not this these. Will kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen like still on to, on that? Have you seen the Netflix special? It's like it's like champions or winners or weird weird champions or some shit like that. No. So they go they follow like four or five people who do the hot chili pepper eating contests. Oh my god! And the two that you just said are like there at the end. And oh, we're yeah. talking like millions of Scoville. Yeah. Millions. Oh yeah. Dude, the the Carolina Reaper <clears throat> and the Trinidad Scorpion are like I I'm pretty positive that the Carolina Reaper is like the hottest pepper. Um th- no, there's something called Pepper <clears throat> X. Uh um, I think that so there's I forgot what the last one was, but they were saying that this last one was like fifty million Scoville. <laughs> and like these dudes put it down, right? And then so they had to go into sudden death. And they have I had a pepper hotter than that one. Yeah. So the Carolina Reaper is the hottest pepper in the world, and then the Trinidad Scorpion is number two, and then <clears throat> Seven Pot Dugla, Dugla. I don't know how to pronounce uh, it. And then the others Trinidad Scorpion, and then the Naga Viper, and then the Ghost Pepper. The Ghost Pepper is number seven on the list. By the that's way, that's insane because the Ghost Pepper is pretty hot. And yeah. if that's number seven, so the ghost pepper is at one point zero four million <sighs> Scovilles. Fuck. And then the Carolina Reaper is at two point two million. But yeah, so then there's also something that they called like Pepper X, which is just like it's like pure capsaicin, uh, which is what like is the hot stuff yeah. in peppers, which apparently has like some ungodly number. And you know what's crazy too is these assholes are figuring out a way to breed these two, like breed these peppers to make them something else and hotter. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's that's what essentially the, that's where the Carolina Reaper comes from. Yeah. It's just like crossbreeding. God. Um, it even looks hot. Like it, it just looks like a hot pepper. It looks like it, like that's the result the next morning. <laughs> like it's just blood. Yeah, blood <laughs> looking like that, clotting and looking like that. That looks horrible it's and gr- painful. That's gross. Yeah. God, see, this is why we need the video so we can show and just be like, this is what we're talking about. I know. <laughs> oh, man. It's amazing. Um, all right. Well, anyway, speaking of pain. Pain. Uh, welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> Hi there. Hello. Um, Are you in pain? 
have you been afflict- afflicted <laughs> by pain? Yeah. You need to call the pain Doctor lawyers. Of pain and pain. Of pain and pain. At 1-800-pain. Got pain? P-A- Actually, that would work. Out. Yeah, got pain. Got pain. Nice. Nailed it. We're, we're going to trademark that. <laughs> yeah, patent, uh, patent, patent pending. Now we just have to first. We have to become lawyers. Oh, we should do uh, our spinoff series is pain and doctors pain and pain. Doctors pain and pain. Yeah, it was just a, a, a episode about pure malpractice. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but like in, in the in the caption, it's like we are not doctors. We are like, not actual doctors. Yeah, don't take any of our <laughs> advice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to nothing we say. Yeah, but just, enjoy. But have fun. <laughs> All right, I love it. Fuck it, let's just do it now. Yeah, just fuck it. Let's go. Uh, you should bite your tongue on purpose. Yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of. Oh God. God. So many tangents. <laughs> I somehow managed to bite the underside of my tongue. How the fuck did you do that? No idea. I okay. See, I say that now, and I'm probably gonna do it now. Well, please don't. I not on purpose, but I know it's gonna happen. Yeah. I somehow managed to bite the. I like, bit my lip when we were talking. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I bit the underside of my tongue, and holy crap, did that hurt? <clears throat> That's impressive. So bad. Well, it even like shocked me at the moment because I was like. What just happened? What did I just do? Yeah. And I'm like, huh, huh, huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like freaking out because I thought I just ruined my life. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> pain. Um, yeah. So I wanted to. Dr. Ryan. Doctor, uh, not a doctor, Dr. Ryan. <laughs> I feel like I got to say that a lot in this episode. <laughs> you know, I'm not a doctor. But I, I like, I wanted to talk. I just like wanted to cover like pain and like pain management. Yeah. Um, because honestly, that's like 90% of what I do for my job. Yeah. But <laughs> another important topic of that is like pain. We've we're coming upon the open. The open just started. Like people should be addressing certain signs or symptoms whether they are pain or whether there's something else. So this is way to turn it into something good. This is perfect. This is like right on time. Gosh darn it, you're eloquent. You know, <laughs> I don't know how to spell that word, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Starts with the nell. That's all you need That's to know. That's all I know. <laughs> Elephant. That's it. Elephant. I never forget. What? Who are we? <laughs> Where what are, are we at? What are we doing, by the way? The, uh, but anyway, yeah, no, that's that's a, it. Actually, is kind of like a, a perfect conjunct conjunction. No, juncture. That's juncture. <laughs> God damn, I'm good. <laughs> Just, God, are you English? Uh, a perfect juncture to go into this because yeah, you're right. Like the open is here, um, but no, a part of it, like you know, like I was saying, like part of it that kind of sparked it for me was I was think. Uh, I was talking to like some friends and they were like, you know, aches and pains mm-hmm. and random stuff. And it had me kind of like talking about it. And they were, uh, one of the guys that I was talking to was just like, Oh, I've never like thought about it this way or like how this can be the case. And I was like, yeah, actually, you know what? It is kind of, uh, I guess like not, I, I don't want to say my thought process because it's kind of a, an amalgamation of like stuff from my own experience, but then also what I've learned from like Corey and working at Helio. Right. So with, with the guidance of a PT, <laughs> an actual doctor, but it kind of like kind of built up this, uh, this thought process and thinking process that I have when I'm like addressing pain, especially yeah. with people. Um, and so bye Frankie. Bye Frankie. And so, yeah, so that's what just kind of like led me into be like, we should talk about this. Yeah. It'd be kind no, of a fun one. That's a good topic. It, it's a good topic. To talk about. <laughs> um, I probably should also made some notes because I feel like today's going to be a tangent day. Nah, I feel like tangent day. We haven't had a good tangent day in a while. It's true. Strap in, ladies and gentle <laughs> ladies. I guess the starting point about that is, uh, Eric, do you have any aches and pains? Um, so oddly enough, I do not have any pains. 
good. Yeah, I don't have any pains. I have what I like to diagnose as soreness, tightness, maybe a little tension, but no pain. <laughs> Interesting way to describe that. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I th- actually, that's fun because that's a. I think that's a really good point to make is like the differentiating, the differentiating points of like what is pain, like what is hurt, what yeah. is injury, what mm-hmm. is sore, and. Like, so how do you distinguish the differences? Um, so usually after a good workout, I'll know pre, you know, morning of I'm going to be sore. Like this is going to hurt, but it's not going to be the painful hurt. It's going to be like, oh my God, I need a stretch. Like I know, I I guess it comes with experiences. I know that my muscles are going to be sore. They're going to be tired. They're going to be inflamed. Um, if I feel anything out of that norm of soreness and tiredness, then we have a problem. Yeah. Then that's when I accumulate or add up to this might be painful because this is not something I normally experience post-workout or post-recovery sleep. Pain for me, I guess, is uh, I had a I was having some knee pain um, like two months ago or so. Uh, I think I talked to you about is the outside of my knee. And we figured like, hey, like maybe your calf and ankle mobility is off and you need to hammer those in. And so, you know, I would walk around, try and flex and I would feel pain, sharp shooting pain go up the outside of my knee. And, you know, it took the, those words in consideration. I flossed, I um, hypervolted, I uh, mark prode, I stretched um, from calf all the way down to ankle and even the... Uh, underneath my foot, the balls of my foot after that did a little more warming up before working out, whether it be squats or any kind of explosive movement or even any kind of just standing movement period. Um, and the pain went away. Magic. The following day went back to soreness and it was something that I recognized like, Hey, that's what I'm used to. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not suffering from that. Ooh, ow, <laughs> sharp every step. And I'm not, um, you know, like grabbing at my knee or forcing myself to stop lifting because it's, beyond tolerable yeah so i guess pain is beyond tolerance (laughs) yeah no 100 percent. i the other i think it's also interesting too like pain is subjective yeah right like thresholds for everybody is going to be so wildly different uh, of like what can you handle yeah where like i have a pretty low pain tolerance i think especially when things do hurt i'm just like oh like i'm a little baby (laughs) about it i'm like stop it i hate it um so I think that it is like interesting to kind of think about, you know, the, the, the variances between people on like what, what can they can handle. But to go back to what you were saying, yeah. the, uh, no, I agree with you. Like I always kind of equate pain, like again, the, the gradient of pain mm-hmm. and like then what, what turns into like, you know, what is soreness and then what is like hurt type right. of thing. And I always kind of, if you're experienced, right, you have, you've felt what soreness is. Mm-hmm then, you know, it becomes an old friend for you to remember. Yeah. And you're like, hey, let's hang out again. Hey, how you been? Yeah, I haven't seen you in a little while. <laughs> um, but I always, like, I think of soreness as a way, like, the way I describe it to people is if you were to just, like, lay down and just, like, you're hanging out, you don't feel anything. Right. But if you start, like, moving around and you're, like, muscles are sore, you're just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, they hurt. They're, they're in pain, right? It's, that's sore. Um, and then, like, I think hurt, like, or injury around that is like consistent pain regardless of what you're doing it's kind of always hurting yeah and i think that's a fairly easy way to like it's a very simplistic way but a fairly decent way that you can like self-assess 
quickly to be like, do I need to actually go see somebody about yeah. this or not? Yeah. Um, now, obviously, there's a lot of nuance to that, but generally speaking, that like, if you just did a hard training session, like you can do that quick little test and be like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm I just, just have, sore. I just yeah. got the doms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, especially if it's like delayed, right? Um, you know, it's a day or two later yeah. and then you start really feeling it. I usually, I mean, like when I'm working out consistently, I usually don't, I won't feel sw- muscle soreness until rest day. Gotcha. Um, and you know, it, it's just cause the body's moving, the, the muscles are stretched, they're warm, they're constantly in action. Um, now on the opposite end of that, I haven't worked out in two weeks and I'm going to go do 21.1 tomorrow. Yeah. It's not going to be, it's not an overly aggressive workout so my body is not going to be like oh, i'm gonna die like <laughs> no pain i knock on wood i have no intention of feeling pain after i do it tomorrow right it's yeah. double unders and wall walks you're not overexerting multiple muscle groups of your body um but let's say it was dirty diane right remind me uh the heavy ass uh deadlifts handstand oh. push-ups i hate that word right so if it was that and i went in Having been two weeks off, like let's just say I was still in RX condition, when in RX, I know for a fact I'm gonna feel it, <laughs> like guaranteed. But yeah. being the being the you know experienced advanced athlete, I would know like, hey, set your goals low. You haven't worked out in two weeks. Don't hurt yourself. Give yourself a little bit of a breath. Yeah, don't hurt yourself. So you know, I, I guess it's you know as we've been saying, it's it's, it's all about experience. Yes. It's more so the experience of knowing the difference between pain and soreness. Yes. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and so I think then kind of on top of or going into like going further past that, um, I, I don't because we've never worked together with like if you were like hurt or like having any injury or anything, have we? Yeah. You and I. Yeah, we did. With what? Um, I don't remember. So I had a shoulder issue, but it wasn't my dislocated shoulder. It was uh, it was this guy. But remember, I, I was like, I was trying to coach and like I couldn't even hold my shoulder up. And we had to figure out what that was. And I told you the pain was intolerable. Um, like, man, I do not remember this. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you, you and Corey laid me down in the room. Um, you guys both worked on my pec, my neck and my trap um, to release it. And then you sent me out with the e-stim on and the ice pack. And you were just like, sit in the gravity chair. Don't fucking move. And so, like, this was going for, like, a good hour before I took it off. And then um, it still was, like, super tight, super sore, like, still, like, a level eight, seven, eight pain. And then you gave me, um, like, pectoral release um, uh, programming. And so I did that for like the next three days and my shoulder went from up here by my ear to down here by my shoulder where it's supposed to be. <laughs> where, right where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and it was all from the pec, like aggressive tightness in the <laughs> pec. And it was just like, that's so stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's, I okay. think that's the only pain thing that you and I have ever worked on because for the most part, I practice good form yeah. and safety <laughs> technique. And, you know, <clears throat> let me just brush that off. Don't mind me. You know what sucks is I was, I don't even think I would, it was part of the programming that fucked my shoulder up. I don't even remember what it was. Oh, it might've been handstand pushups. In fact, I think it was around the open like two years ago when there was like a shit ton of handstand pushups. Oh, the strict handstand pushups. Yes. Yeah, that makes some I'm sense. I'm pretty sure that's what it was and fucked me up. 
is the step ups and the step ups and the strict handstand push ups. Yes, and or the overhead walking lunge. Yes, step overhead up, walking lunge. And then handstand weighted push-up. step ups and handstand push ups. And then if you made it past that, it was handstand walks. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that was a fun workout. It was a fun workout till my shoulder <laughs> peck started screaming at me. Um, so okay, so it's <clears throat> kind of fun that you okay, kind of fun that you bring that up because then so the common things that i usually see like when people are coming in with like for me and it's most of the people that i see are crossfit people Mm -hmm. um which makes sense right i'm connected to a crossfit gym yeah ish and uh i do crossfit (laughs) and that's what kind of what people know me from um but the common ones that i usually see are like shoulder pain like back pain Mm -hmm. knee pain are probably actually probably the most consistent three that I almost always see. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because it's like also the most consistent that you normally are going to see like outside of like a catastrophic injury. Right. I think this is like, this is kind of where the fun approach gets in is like, so whenever I'm like working with people, like I always do like a big assessment Mm -hmm. and I do like just a, a, a general movement assessment, like watching people move, like squatting, overhead squatting, single leg stancing, like stancing, <laughs> single leg standing. <laughs> um, and like, you know, a couple other things from yeah. there. Um, because, and then, like, this is also what I have to tell, like I have to explain to people. Cause they're always like, my shoulder hurts. Like, why are we doing lower body stuff? Yeah. Because like the body is, is such a, it's such a big system. And like, I think a system is a really great way to explain it or like as an ecosystem almost where like everything is connected in some form or fashion. If you exercise, like your hips are related to your shoulder and your feet are related to your hips Oh yeah, and everything in between there's and, or like opposite sides too. like left side can affect right side, whether, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And so it's always really fun to go through that to kind of see, like to break down like movements as a whole, because you can almost start to like, it's really fun, at least for me, because you really got to start to like paint this like really neat picture of like how the body is moving all the way through like a bunch of different movements. Yeah. Um, so it's like to give an example, um, like somebody came in, someone came in the other day with like some knee pain. Um, and I was like, so did the like normal assessment and started looking at the, or actually before I even say that, let me take that back. I almost never immediately go to the place that hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, I think that's starting to change a little bit. And I definitely learned that, learned a lot of that from Corey. Yeah. Um, because like the place that you usually feel pain, especially from like somebody who is very active is more of like the symptom and not the cause. Right. And so, so it's, they came in with a, there's a little, some knee pain when they were getting into like the deeper portion of a squat, um, as well as some hip pain too, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't talk about the hip. They were just like, oh yeah, just my knee. Yeah. Um, right. Because that's, you know, it's a major focus. Point. Yeah, it's where the pain is. So the brain goes, Hey, it's there. Yeah. It immediately yeah. goes to that. And so I was like, okay. And so we go through our assessment and I'm like looking at their shoulders, looking at this stuff. And I'm like, all right, like painting a little bit of a picture. And so then I like threw them on the table and went through like just some passive range of motion tests to see like what's going on. Yeah. And so it was left knee was the one that was bothering. And so went through this movement stuff and I was like, you know what? I'm like, this is kind of going to be, this is going to blow your mind real quick. I'm like, but it's almost your entire right side is likely the problem. Mm-hmm. And they're like, What? Like how, like, what are you talking about? Like my left, my right side feels totally fine. Yeah. And so looking at it, it was like their calf, like the, the ankle is a crazy thing. Yeah. And I feel like it's so overlooked, especially when we start looking at hip and knee pain, especially in CrossFit because we squat so much. Oh yeah. But squat, jump, lunge, everything. Yeah. And so it's kind of this, uh, there, uh, Mike Boyle, you know, big, big, big name within the strength and conditioning world. 
Um, but he has, he talks about this thing called like a joint by joint approach, which is essentially lays out the framework of, you know, what is like how, like, uh, how a mobile joint essentially one that moves a lot mm-hmm. is always like paired up next to a stable joint. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's just kind of this like, you know, mobile, stable, mobile, stable, et cetera, all the yeah. way, all the way up from the top of your head and down. <clears throat> And the ankle needs to be a very mobile joint where the knee needs to be a very stable joint because the knee really only makes two motions. Yeah. It's extension and flexion. That's kind of it. There's, if you want to argue it, there's minor rotation too, if you want to get deeper into it, but that's not really where it should be at. You don't want to rotate that too far. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it has to, there's a, there's a little bit of spin in the bones when when your knee unlocks, but like regardless. So, but a lot of the movement any, any movement really should come from the ankle. Mm. And so when the ankle is really locked up, it just, it movement has to happen somewhere. Yeah. And the body is a fantastic like compensator for movement. Yeah. So what was happening with, 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 uh, this person was really interesting because the right or the left side, which was the painful side was actually the more mobile side, which they thought was not going to be the case, mm. but it was actually the right side, which was super locked up. So ankle, I mean, ankle on both sides was definitely bad, but the right side was a little bit, was significantly worse. So like right side ankle was pretty rough. There's a lot of like, um, like tightness and limitations on the right hip, Mm. um, as well as like going up into the back. We looked at like some rotation and there was even like rotational issues through the spine. And so, and that was just like, just from that point. And so we had, um, and so if it's kind of fun, like, and, she, and they were like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, let me demonstrate exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. And so if you think about, and this is going to kind of hard to like visualize, but if you think about like somebody's in a perfect squat, think of a perfect parallel, like symmetrical squat from, you know, hips down. Yeah. Well, if the right side can't move, like the ankle can't move far enough, uh, flex far enough, then the knee is essentially going to come backwards. Right. And so what's going to happen is you need more bending of your your hips, mm-hmm. right. To kind of keep your center of mass over your feet. So then there's going to be a rotation through the hip, which is now moving the left knee further forward yeah. and putting more strain onto that left ankle. So everything's kind of shifted in kind of this way. And I was like, this is what's happening. Yeah. And so we like, and the, you know, there was also some stuff on the, on that, on that other knee as well. Like, you know, around the knees that we looked at. So like still some calf stuff, still some, you know, up into the thigh, the adductors were like insane. I was like, I don't know how you, I don't know. I understand how you're walking around. Um, again, great compensator. Yeah. Um, but that was like, that was essentially what was it. And so we did a little work on it and like did some activation stuff and, uh, like before they left, um, significantly less pain and was able to squat to depth. Yeah. And I was like, goddamn magic. It's amazing. And that's a good word that you use compensator because people don't realize like, when their left side is in pain like that, it's because the right side is fucked up. The left side can, is can be can be can right be. <laughs> in this case for sure. The left side is compensating for the right's immobility. Yes. So like the left is now taking all the strain and all the brute force and everything that needs for the right to be like, hey, we're doing something. When in fact the right's like. I'm just along for the ride at yeah, this point. I'm just yeah. here. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, yeah. I was just going to say like that, you know, that's how I would equate it for the most part. Like if I saw that more or if athletes came up to me and be like, hey, like I'm having lower leg issue, mobility issues. And I'm like, okay, well, it's probably because this side, your other side is is done. Like it needs stretching. It needs mobility. So your hurting side is taking the brunt of the work. Like 
it's it's being overworked and that's why it's feeling way worse if your right side feels nothing it totally 100 percent can be yeah and so then with this same person to kind of add into that like it was really again go like why again i find this so fun for no no reason (laughs) so intriguing to me the puzzle of the human body is amazing um so then they were also towards the end of that they're like also you know my shoulder's kind of bugging me i'm like okay (laughs) you say this earlier so that way i don't spend all of my time on just one thing yeah and so we were so i was like okay what shoulder is it and uh lo and behold it was now the left shoulder right and so we're like okay this kind of makes some sense Mm -hmm. and so i had them like do an overhead squat to kind of check and see what was going on and it this is the fun again this is that fun compensation that we start to see so we know we have a shifted shifted lower body with those hips right the knee now if your hips are twisting you're still your body again is fantastic it's going to move if you want it to move yeah and so because the hips were essentially tilted or twisted towards the right, they were twisting through uh, left through mm-hmm. the upper body. And so then with that was coming with that left arm trying to essentially overextend to make up for that that twisting that was happening. Right. So it was almost like their arms were kind of then off place as well in the opposite direction. And I was like, this is why your shoulder hurts. Like <laughs> it's coming from the ankle. And that's like, it's it's always so fun. Like, that's why I think this is like, this is like 90, 90% of why my job is so much fun is because I just like, it blows people's minds yeah. to think about that. Think about the body in this way, because like, who would have, like most people, like if you're, if you don't have like some form of training and I mean, like I just absorbed this through one, my own experience and in, in, inquisitiveness, but then also through working with a physical therapist who Mm. I've effectively demanded teach me everything they could possibly teach me. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was like, tell me everything, you know, um, but who would think like, Oh, my shoulder hurts and it's somehow related down to my ankle. Right. Like most people are not going to think that way. And especially in within like the, you know, the CrossFit world, I think largely people just assume that it's just, I don't have the range of motion, so I need to do some stretching. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to do ROMWAD. Yeah. Um, and that's going to make my, give me more range of motion through my shoulder to uh, so that way it stops hurting. Yeah. When in reality, that's not the problem. That wasn't the problem. It's a byproduct of the problem, mm-hmm. um, which is insane. Like, it's such a cool, it's so cool. <laughs> like, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It, it's, it's, it's always fun to, like, to show and express, you know, to people like, hey, like, your right shoulder's fucked up because your left ankle doesn't work. And like, people are like, how does that work? And then you go through the puzzle of like, this is attached to this, which is twisted this way because of this. And these guys are switched this way because of this. And this goes all the way down to this. And you explain it that way. And they're like, they, you either get one or two reactions. You get, Oh, or you get, Oh, as if they yeah. didn't fucking get it. Like, which honestly, I don't expect a lot of people right. to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Cause it is kind of like, you know, I can't expect most people to have like a, even a, like a somewhat of an understanding of the human body. Yeah. Uh, so I don't like put too much stock on it when they're like, I don't understand what's happening. I'm yeah. Like, it's fine. Uh, but I, but yeah, it's, it's all it's, but more often than not, it's always this like weird mind blowing concept for people. Mm-hmm. And I like, I love seeing that. Yeah. Um, say, so similar, like similar enough, like here's a, another example, just kind of relate to that. So somebody came in and they're like, you know, I've had tennis elbow for, like three months mm-hmm. and i was like i talk to you almost daily <laughs> why the hell have you not come to talk to me yeah like what is wrong with you and again <laughs> we talked about social media a little while ago and i'm pretty sure that's the detriment to my business is that <laughs> most people have no idea what i do right so 
that makes sense. But nonetheless, um, so they're like, my, my elbow hurts. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's like, let's take a look. Mm-hmm. And same thing, right? We start doing some movement, just check and see what's going on. And, uh, this is one of those different instances where it was actually somewhat related to the arm. Um, but it was coming from the shoulder. Okay. Wild. And so range of motion was limited. So that was one thing. Um, and the other part was when we were watching like her, her movement, it was, um, you can see that there was a lack of like scapular control. Mm -hmm. And so for, you know, those that probably don't know, um, the shoulder, like the shoulder blade and that shoulder girdle, um, is, is so important to how the arm functions. Um, there is like the shoulder blade is effectively what connects the arm to the body, um, amongst other things. Right. But it's all like, it's all muscles. Like your arm is just kind of a floating joint for the most part. Like it's kind of, cra- it's, it's, if you, if you ever like study the shoulder at all, it's kind of crazy to under, like to, when you start to understand it, to be like, I can't believe this works yeah because of how many muscles have to work in conjunct, like pull and push and twist. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if you look at the, like, if you look at the, you know, um, medical books and when it comes to the shoulder, it's just a web. Yeah. It's just a web of muscles. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how many, cause like you have your, you, you have your rotator cuff muscles, um, you know, and then you have like smaller, deeper muscles. So then you have some of the bigger ones, like your lat, your pack, yeah. your teres all play a role in it. Um, and then you look at the sca- the scapula as a whole. And so then you have your traps that have an effect on it. Some of your neck muscles can affect your shoulder, right? Your bicep and your, one of your biceps and one of your triceps has an effect on movement of your shoulder. So that's what, like nine muscles yeah, already, already yeah. that are, that cause movement that all have to pull in almost absolute unison for mm-hmm. your shoulder to move appropriately and what's fucked up is you could tweak that sweep it's any one of those muscles sleeping it can be yeah yeah you just lay there and you wake up like oh fuck yeah <laughs> it's insane um it's crazy it's absolutely insane that it works and that's like that's why like when i when you know my our arms our arms oh, fall God, off yeah it's like well it's i don't it, when that happened like it happened to me i had like this weird realization as i started to learn more about the shoulder that i was just like how does this not happen more often yeah right like given because right the the usual concept of how you'd explain like the the ball and socket of a shoulder is a golf ball on a tee mm-hmm. so you're thinking like that's what a golf like you're, you're thinking of a golf ball is trying to sit on top of this tiny tiny little socket mm-hmm. and that's what effectively is keeping your shoulder in place <laughs> keeping your arm on your arm on your body <laughs> Right. And the labrum as well, but like yeah. to kind of give a, an extended cuff yeah. for it to sit in. But like, it's crazy. So anyway, long story, but going back to this lady, um, so her elbow was bothering her and I was like, okay, so we were watching her movement. So she had limited range of motion. And the bigger thing was that she had really crappy, um, like scapular movement, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, this makes sense. And then also then looking at like her position, so had like that kind of that f- a slight forward shoulder, which a lot of people don't think too much about. Yeah. Um, because sadly, it's the norm at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's the that slouched over hunched position that we're all fucking suffering from because we're sitting at our desk. <laughs> yeah. Fucking eight hours a day at home. We're, you know, in that that luxury of being comfortable. Yeah. Or overly comfortable. Totally. Yeah. And and it's becoming a, a norm, which is really frustrating because I see it so much i'm probably doing it right now and i bet no you're actually pretty good (laughs) oh am i okay good (laughs) but i bet as i said this whoever is listening to this if they're sitting down i bet you they just they just adjusted their their posture which is so funny (laughs) um but the uh so but the the thing with that forward shoulder is a really interesting one because 
little bits, right? These like tiny, tiny micro movements can have such a massive impact on yeah. the on how the shoulder moves through the socket. And that little bit of a of that forward roll can have cascading effects down the arm as well. And so what was happening, like I said, what was happening was, so going through, like did some testing, kind of find, figure out what's going on. And so there's, um, it was a, it was a tightness, right? Mm-hmm. It was kind of the main issue that was kind of causing poor position. So for them particular, we were looking at the pec and the posterior cuff, which the posterior cuff is just think of the back of the shoulder. Essentially, if you draw a line from where your armpit is and go straight up towards the top of your shoulder, yeah. like just kind of follow that line up and over, that's roughly the posterior cuff right and so that's some of your your um rotator cuff muscles as well as like your lat and teres and stuff and so what can happen again this is kind of the fun thing right the fun stuff of the body is if you have too much pulling in the front of the body that's causing kind of that that pull that shoulder forward the back of the the back of the body will compensate and so it can effectively tighten up to kind of meet the gap that is being created and so it's kind of this like weird compounding effect where like tightness pulls it up there's a little gap in the back this is obviously like not super specific but it's kind of a general idea of how it works right and the back the back of the body will kind of meet the meet the gap yeah and then it just kind of it's a cascading effect um that and that's almost at least from what i've experienced um most people when they are talking about they have pain in the front of the shoulder that's usually what it is mm-hmm. it's a byproduct of that and so we look at usually the back of the body is usually the cause that once we can um, one eliminate the limitations in the, like the musculature or the tightness in the musculature, and then also build up with scapular strength and like, like movement. Um, it almost immediately goes away. It's kind of crazy. Um, so, but we were working with, working with this lady. Um, she just had no control of her shoulder blades, which again is like, it's a very frustrating thing because it's so common. Like, Every single person I work with, and I think we reference, I referenced this in a previous episode, the, you know, when I'm working with anybody, there's, there's four things that I almost always, almost always cover with somebody, um, whether it's in the first session or it's, uh, you know, added into the second session mm-hmm. as well. But I talk about the shoulder blades. I talk about the TA, the transverse abdominis, you know, what we call core mm-hmm. or what should be called core, <laughs> um, the psoas, and then the glutes. And we were talking about, you know, kind of referencing why the shoulder blade is so important because it's such a strong connection point to everything that like our arm does when you don't have control or conscious feel of it. Well, that's kind of a problem. Like yeah. you can kind of get away with it. And most people do for a very long time, but usually at some point in time, if you're using your arm, especially if you're like an overhead athlete, then it's only a matter of time until something starts to act up and we yeah. have to address it. Um, but it's crazy when I talk to people and you know, this person in particular, like, I was like, all right, we have to learn how to use your shoulders today. And she was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to help your elbow. Like, it doesn't sound like it will, but I promise you it will. Yeah. And so, like, started to teach them how to use their elbow or their shoulder, <laughs> how to use their elbow, um, how to use their shoulder blades, how to, like, actually control it, how to do, you know, the motions, right? We want depression, right. which is, like, pushing the shoulder blades <clears throat> down. We want retraction and how to, like, squeeze the shoulder blades together. And then how do you feel your shoulder blades when you're doing movements? How do you do a pull-up with your shoulder, feeling your shoulder blades? How do you do a push-up feeling your shoulder blades? How can you do a deadlift feeling your shoulder blades? Yeah. Which is always the fun one to blow people's minds. Um, they're like, wait, what? Oh, dude, that that's a really that's a really <laughs> fun one when they're like, they're like, everything is on fire. I was like, perfect. Yeah. Welcome to your body it's that you've working. You've never known existed. <laughs> but but the, the the thing about this is like, you know, two two of these four are back of the body muscles. Yeah. Right. Our shoulder blades and our glutes. 
and obviously we all know and know like we want a big butt yeah. or like want a butt i should say <clears throat> um, or you're lying yeah or you're like everyone likes a good butt um you know or you're lying but there is there is a disconnect because of the things that we can't see yeah which is really interesting like we all have a really strong connection with our pecs you know for the the exercisers out there we all have a we've all know how to like flex our quads we know how to like flex our biceps but like can like can people consciously flex their hamstrings yeah not as much people can squeeze their butts it's usually not too much an issue but like other than like actively seeing your shoulder blades move back like can you feel it mm. right because there is there's such a there's such a conscious aspect to like training right which is which is immediately pulled from like bodybuilding like a big a big concept of like what most bodybuilders are talk about is like consciously flexing a muscle as you're working it like yeah. not just going through the motion but like feel it happening and when you can especially in like athletes like when you can in training um when you can like consciously feel something and you have like that neurological connection between like the brain and body like that's a such a powerful thing yeah um to like you know not to use like buzzwords but like i'm going to of like unlocking your athletic potential because that's really the case. <laughs> it, it, it truly is. I mean, um, you know, when I first started coaching, I was learning all these things and I, you know, I, you know, had done like two, three years of, of, of mentoring and I found ways, well, not found ways, but I found that a lot of beginner athletes or even first year athletes are going through the exact process of what you said of not knowing how to contract certain muscles or not realizing that these muscles hold up each other or, or, or act a certain way in specific movements. Um, and then, uh, uh, one thing that I noticed is on the same line is scapular retraction and reduction. It's like people don't know how to do that. You literally have to walk them through each phase so that they can feel their shoulders. Cause I remember going through classes where it was just like, I need you to retract or reduce. And they're like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And I'm like, it's kind of crazy. What? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Doing butterfly kipping pull-ups if you don't know what you're doing with your shoulders yeah well i I was taught this like god (laughs) damn it right so my big thing or my big cue is i put my finger in between their shoulder blades and i tell them squeeze my finger or squeeze this marker i want you to squeeze it 10 times after their 10th one they're like holy shit i feel that i'm like you should be feeling that Anytime you're hanging from a barbell. Yeah, like, all the time. Or not a barbell, but from a bar. like, Or if you have a barbell <laughs> yeah. overhead. like, Anytime you have something overhead, the marker should be between your shoulder blades. And they're like, oh my God. And since then, those, those athletes who have learned that from me, they're like, no, I can feel my shoulders. And I know they can because they know what to feel for. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like to give a, to give a, like a, 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 a big example about this and you know, there's, there's a lot to it too. Like, you know, there's another coach that was working, but we worked with somebody who was having, you know, shoulder pains, elbow pains. Um, and the first thing that we did was teach them how to feel and use their shoulder, uh, mm-hmm. use their shoulder blades. Yeah. Um, specifically in this instance, it was for a bench press. Not too long after that one pain started, pain went away. And then two set a world record in the bench press. Hell yeah. Which is insane. And so there was like, and, and they were like floored, right? Because this is not something that's ever taught. Like mm-hmm. very, very rarely do you ever hear about these yeah. things. And like, right. Because it is one of those, like, it's the back of the body. We kind of are, we're conscious of it, but we're not like actively aware of it. And how to conceptualize the idea that when we have our shoulder blades, like we have movement for from them, as well as we're able to create a strong foundation, essentially like something to 
to to rest against, right? We know that the arm is kind of flailing about, but when we can when you can really contract your shoulder blades in a good way, it gives a really strong foundation to to push off of. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading something in Power Athlete. They were talking about like doing a bench press on a waterbed. That's effectively oh, what you're kind of thinking shit, about. Yeah. So if you're not actively able to like put a you know create this a solid or like a you know a strong foundation, then your press is going to be significantly worse, right? Yeah. Because it's you're now pushing off unstable surfaces, and that's effectively what a you know a, a partially what allowed them to get this world record bench press. But the the crazy thing is is that you need to be able to feel that in not just a bench press, but like a row, a pull up, yeah. a, a, an overhead press, like yeah. a military press. And like anytime that your arm is being used, your shoulder blade is a very, very active aspect of it. Like that's why, that's why we have to talk about it. And I have to like, I drill that into everybody that I work with mm-hmm. um, because of how important it is. Going back to this girl, long story short, like the, after the first week, she had no elbow pain. Yeah. And it was really like, and I, I love her um, because she was also really adamant on being like, well, I want, I want this to never come back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, perfect. I'm like, listen to what I have to say <laughs> for one. Um, I was like, you're not done once the pain is gone. So just keep that in mind. Like yeah. you have to really put the work in. And so, you know, I was like, all right, like we did a couple sessions together and we ended up making, you know, gave her a game plan. And I'm like, you can't do pull-ups. Like you can, but this is how you have to do them yeah. until you can get this under control. This is how you're going to be doing pushups from now, from for now. This is how you're going to be doing everything. Like we made adjustments to all of our stuff. And I was like, you need to do this in your workouts. I'm like, I know it's going to slow you down. I'm like, don't worry about times right now. I'm like, just focus on feeling this stuff out and making it like making it habitual. Yeah. So like, and did it to a T like perfect client I could possibly ask for. Like, so waited a couple of weeks to kind of see, see her again, comes back in. And I was like, give me the update. Where are we at? And she was like, blah, 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 everything perfect. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. So like we did another retest of like all of these things to like, cause we had, I had some benchmarks for her and she was able to hit all the benchmarks. I was like, sweet. I'm like, okay, let's do another test. And she blew past what would be like the next stages in these, in these testings for me, um, to get her to a point where I was like, yeah, you're pretty much good to go. Yeah. Like you go back to doing the things that you want to do. Um, I was like, now, since it's been a minute, since you've done some of them, take it slow. Right. And I was like, make sure it feels good. And it's like, this is always kind of the one question that I usually get is like, well, how long do I have to do these things for? And I'm like, it's as long as your body takes. Yeah. Like I know, and this is, this is also the really frustrating part too, is like, which is also kind of why I never post any of this shit. Um, because it's not fun. Yeah. Like it's not, no, it's it not sucks. sexy. Yeah. It's boring as hell. Like, Hey, I'm going to give you some really light rubber bands <clears throat> and you're going to do some holes. And then that's and you're what you're going to do a lot of them. And that's what you're going to do. <laughs> but you have to do this. Like this yeah. is such a fundamental step to uh, like appropriate movement. But at this point in time, like I check in maybe like, you know, every other week or something like that. Just be like, Hey, how's it going? Like, what are we doing? And every single time it's like, I feel amazing. Like I've never felt this good. Like my, my numbers are going up. Like I'm getting faster, like all of this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, perfect. And I was like, awesome. Like if you put the work in now and you put in the boring hard work now, that connection that you get, like that brain, that neuromuscular brain body connection you get sticks. Yeah. Like it lasts. I hated your warmups. Yeah. They're not fun. All 10 to 15 minutes of that, (laughs) but I never 
got injured. Yes. Never. There's a there's there's a method to my boring ass madness. I hated every ten to fifteen minutes of it, but at the end of my hour and a half, I had my protein shake and I was like, "Do it again tomorrow. See ya." Yeah. <laughs> but and and that but that's the other thing too. And like this, I'm like, and I don't say this out of just because I've like. I've read books yeah. and like, this is what the books say. Like I, I did it. My, read good. I, I, I read good. I did it myself. Right. With my arm falling off. Yeah. Like I learned a lot of this stuff from Corey yeah. and just kind of adapted it into a way that is more pa- like a little bit more palatable for the average person. Cause like if you were to just, just do PT, it's going to be real boring, like <laughs> real boring. Um, at least I'll throw a barbell in your hand and yeah. like have some fun with it. Like I've gone through it myself. I've gone through the pains of trying to figure out how to move my shoulders appropriately, especially after our mind fell off. Like I've gone through the pains of like having to go through all this glute work and all this trunk work and all of this like psoas work. So I like, I le- I'm, again, I'm leading by example, at yeah. least in my opinion here. But if you can do it, if, if you can do these exercises and you can build up this connection, um, once that connection is like really solidly built and you can feel a lot of these things throughout effectively every single movement yeah you don't have to do this stuff frequently i i don't even use bands anymore i can i like at this point in time i can just do like stand on one leg and be like i feel my glutes Mm -hmm. like i can do a couple short like things with my arm and be like i feel my shoulder blades good yeah right but I've, i've laid the foundation for all of that to be said where my activation aspect or portions of my like warm ups take me less than five minutes Mm -hmm. and that's being generous on time. (laughs) Yeah. But like, it's, it's like, it's literally just a quick check. Be like, it's there, it's there, it's there. And I mean, half the time I do it with a barbell in my hands Mm -hmm. because of, you know, whatever I'm about to do, but like barbell and barbell. (laughs) Yeah. But I was like barbell in hand. I'm like, okay, like feel it, feel it, feel it. Sweet. All right. Let's warm up. Yeah. Like that. That's all it is. I couldn't be trusted to do that with a barbell in my hand every time I had your warm up. Cause if I did that, I would just not do your warm up. I would just go straight <laughs> in the barbell. So like I never had a bar. I ha- I like set up my gear and like all my stuff, but like it'd be ball, uh, roller and bands before I even touch the weights or the barbell. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise I wouldn't have done it. And it's not for like, there, there's a certain point, like, and it depends on the person too, but there is like, there's definitely knowing who you're who like who i'm working with yeah um and how much like hand holding has to be done yeah like and not in a negative way but in the sense of like okay uh you know i've worked with people in the past who are like really ambitious yeah and they're just like i'm gonna do this and like i'm I'm, I'm going to do this effectively like i'm going to squat even though my knee hurts Mm -hmm. and it's like okay how do you work like how do you start to work around that yeah and to continue on this whole pain concept no (laughs) and go no um, but to continue, on, to, to continue on the pain concept, rest oftentimes, and I'm going to try to do my best to say this delicately, rest oftentimes is not the best thing to do. Movement is magic yeah. when it comes to the body, assuming that you don't have an injury. Right. Um, but like soreness and some of these pains, like if you can figure out what is the cause of the pain and you can work through it, there's all you have to do is work, essentially then you start to just work around the pain. Yeah. Right. So for this person, for example, they were having knee pain in their, uh, in their squat. And like we said, it was actually, it was coming, it was coming from two folds in this sense, but for, uh, the, for the first, it was definitely coming from the ankle. Mm-hmm. And this is part of the reason why I hate like Olympic weightlifting shoes. Um, cause that little lift, because it gives a lift, yeah. right? And that lift gives a false sense, a false sense of ankle flexibility because you're essentially shortening the calf, yeah. right? So it's going to allow those knees to go further forward and allow you to squat deeper right. as well as squat more vertical, which is great. But there's so many people that I like, I see in weightlifting that are like, well, my knees hurt when I'm squatting. 
and they never address the ankle stuff because from objectively looking at it, they always test it in lifting shoes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's giving you a false, ne- a false positive. So you have to do stuff like barefoot. You have to do it in the most natural sense to yeah. kind of get an idea of like what's happening. But they had an ankle issue, which, you know, we uh, like the first thing I do is like, take your shoes off. Like that's, we're going to test in this in, in a, in an unassisted state mm-hmm. essentially. And then come to find out that it was like, it was a mix of some psoas work, ankle limitation and glute. Yeah. And that was limiting their ability to move appropriately through space. So I was like, um, and it was at a certain depth, which is nice, which is a key point here because I was like, all right, here's the things that you have to do. You need to work on these, you know, you have to work on the ankle. We have to work on the hip, um, you know, so as in glute, I'm like, but you can still squat, which is the cool part. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm like, I need you to do box squats. Yeah. I'm like, I know these aren't as much fun. I was like, but you, you can still get a significant amount of strength, strength development, as well as like maintenance just doing box squats. I was like, but you have, I'm like, you have to stick to that. Yeah. I'm like, stick to it for at least a week. I'm like, I'll check in with you. Let's see how it's going. Assuming you're doing all of your stuff. I'm like, and then we can address and go from there. And you know, first time around, didn't listen to me <laughs> immediately came back. And I was like, this is going to get expensive. If you don't, if you don't start listening to me, yeah. I'm like, but I'm like, I'm going to take your money if that's what you really want to keep doing. Yeah. So, which I know she couldn't, they like she couldn't right and she was coming to us for a reason so i was like i had to lay the hammer down again and i was like stop like stop being stupid yeah and so they finally did and yeah lo and behold like pain free to this day thank god <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like it's like you you don't take it head on like yeah. And and that's the other thing too. Like if you don't know what to do, like find somebody who does. Yeah. Like Ask. hit hit me up. Yeah. Like that's my job. Like that's what I do. I could do it virtually. I could do it in person now. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> like if you're in the the greater Los Angeles area, let me know and yeah. we'll figure some shit out. Shameless promo right here. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna plug myself now. <laughs> um, dude, businesses are starting to open up again. Like yeah. I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, and yeah, and, and that's not just for PT guys. Like if you're looking for like some solid programming ryan does solid programming yeah, thank you like I, I i'm you know no bullshit like uh the year before i i may have mentioned this earlier the year before i did ryan's programming i was like in the 20,000s of the rx men's like the year i did ryan's programming i was in the 10,000 like that's a that's 10,000 <laughs> jump <laughs> like just doing his programming I, I'm a big dude. I got four muscle ups on the rings. Like hell yeah. Like I, I'm I'm telling you, like Ryan's programming is solid. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, that shameless plug aside, uh no, I mean it it also it just comes back it comes down to it comes down to a couple of things. Like one, I genuinely care. Hello, Frankie. Frankie's back. Um, I genuinely care. Um, because I felt the, we have felt the effects of what happens when like you have catastrophic failure. Yes. And that's not fun. Yeah. And if I can keep if I have the ability to keep people out of that situation, you better believe I don't, I don't, I don't wish that upon my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And well, eh, maybe it depends. <laughs> depends on what they did. Yeah. Uh, We're talking worst here. Right? The, the absolute worst. Yeah, maybe. Um, but at the same time too, like I, I kind of enjoy the educational aspect and the teaching aspect right. of it too, because like not to get like biblical, but like it is, it is literally that sense of like, if you teach a man to fish type of situation, yeah. like if I can teach you the basics, like I was talking to a, a new coach, right? Somebody that I'm kind of uh, help, helping out and like bringing them up to speed right now. And I was like, I'm like, I train people with the intention of them not needing me. 
because I I'm not going to withhold information. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a, such a a shitty and super slimy thing to do. If you're willing to like keep stuff away from your clients, like you, I, I personally myself, like I'm like, I'm like, I'm an open book. I'm like, you have any questions about what's going on, what we're doing, why I'm doing stuff. I was like, challenge me, ask me. I'm like, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. And at this, at a certain point, it's just up to you to do the stuff that you need to. But like, I go with the intention of like training my clients to not need me which is a really bad business plan. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> I think that personally, I feel like that's a huge value add. Right. Like there's, there's clients that I worked with before that, like I worked with for years and I'm like, you, you know, nearly everything that I know at mm-hmm. this point, like there's obviously stuff that you're, they're, you know, they're not going to know. Yeah. Um, but I'm like from a, like an understanding of the body and like how to move and train and like progressions and regressions and like, planning like you know what to do like but you just want to be with me so i'm like all right yeah <laughs> like sweet <laughs> um but to kind of go back into like the the pain stuff um i think it's all yeah, like find somebody right whether it's whether it's like a, a a coach that you trust um whether it's a pt which i highly recommend going seeing a pt i obviously am biased mm-hmm. admittedly um and just for people out there who are listening to this who don't know, at least within the United States, you do not need, in most states, you do not need a referral to go see a physical therapist. You can just go and see a physical therapist. Most states have something called direct access, which is, um, you can, depends on the state, but you have X amount of like times that you can see a PT before you need a medical referral. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, and, and insurance, usually will usually cover this stuff assuming you know you have somewhat decent insurance yeah um just call and ask and see what they see if they'll take it yeah you can do something called a super bill um just ask the office ask the front desk about it and they'll <laughs> tell you what to do but um go see a pt and like the a pt and same thing with me like it's not just when you're in pain yeah it's a preventative measure as well right there's a guy that i'm seeing right now who's like hey my knees are starting to get a little squeaky he's like they don't hurt He's like, but I want to avoid it. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, hell yeah. Let's go. Preventative, med- like preventative exercise at this point, preventative medicine. Like what a great thing to think about. Like physical therapists are trained in the body. Like they're trained in human anatomy mm. and like movement. I mean, there's, there's specifically sports PTs that you can find that that's like their sole, their sole purpose is to exist around athletes. Yeah. So go find one of those. They're, they're everywhere, but like go see somebody who knows what they're doing whether you are in pain or if you're not, and you just want to make sure that you're not going to be in pain because again, I'm not a PT, but I'm going to say we, um, but because we train our eye to be able to like see those things and be able to pick out the nuances that like, Hey, this might not hurt now, but we can see where it might hurt yeah. in, in the future. And that's like, that's such an invaluable concept to think about when you're trying to think of longevity in in like not just sport, but life life. Yeah. LeBron James has a dedicated person, uh, physical therapist on his payroll mm-hmm. for just him. Yeah. Any it, smart athlete has that. Yes. Yeah. Right. So the, the teams have PTs, but like LeBron James has his own Their own personal. Yeah. So like, let that sink in that like one of the best athletes in the world has a dedicated physical therapist for them to be worked on in whatever capacity it is. I have zero idea, but in some capacity, like that's their job. Yeah. And, and yeah, so just find somebody to work with, to, to get your, fix your shit <laughs> effectively. 
or prevent your shit from or hand prevent your shit. <laughs> um, speaking of prevention, though, I'm rambling, so stop me at any point in time. Um, but speaking of prevention, because uh, I don't think we actually really ever talked about this equipment. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Like like lifting equipment, like stuff that people you know think of like sleeves and wraps. And oh, like belts. that. Um, I'm I'm a little biased because I already had this talk with you and Corey, so that's not very fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, I I mean, you know, when we were discussing this, like I, I actually have stayed away from knee sleeves for the longest time. My man. Um, I will only put them on like if I'm feeling a little sore, achy in the knees, and I just want that extra bit of like comfort. Yeah. Then I'll throw them on. But like the other day, um, we were we were squatting and I got up to I don't even remember the math, but I think it was just like it was probably three. We'll call it 300. Right. The only thing I had on was a belt and uh, um, like one sleeve just because like I was feeling a little like a little pressure pointy on the on, on the outside of my knee. And I was just like, let me just throw this on to keep it warm, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like the only thing I squatted with was my belt and my nobles. Like that was it. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I hit it and felt good, felt strong. I had more, but I didn't have more time, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I, I have stayed away from them. Um, but, you know, like, as we were saying, you know, with Corey and you, it was just like, if you're comfortable in them, put them on. You know, if it gives you that 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 mind trust that, like, these are going to help you, slap those, slap those babies on. Oh, no, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> So I think that this this parallels into like the pain stuff because like why do people use these this this equipment? Yeah. Oftentimes it's because something hurts, right? I can't tell you how many people are like, oh, I don't have my wrist wraps. You know, my 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 wrist hurts when I do this thing. Uh-huh. And it's like, address the problem, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't just cover it up with something. <laughs> yeah. Like there there's there's somebody that I used to work with or work near who was a Olympic weightlifting Mm -hmm. and every single time they're like, Oh, my wrists hurt every single time that I, you know, like I snatch. Yeah. It's like, okay, so what are you doing to to fix that? Wrist wraps. And they're like, well, you know, I just throw on my wrist wraps. It's like, that's not, that's not a thing. It's a solver. That's like, it's like, there's a pile of shit on the floor. Mm -hmm. And every single time you walk in, you're like, Oh, it smells like shit in here. And then just spray some for breeze. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And then like you're like, oh, it doesn't smell like shit anymore. And then yeah. you even come back and you're like, oh, God, it still smells like shit. What's it happening? It smells like tropical shit. I need some more Febreze. <laughs> it's effectively what you're doing when you're just like, I'm throwing random things on to try and like mask the pain because that's yeah. all it is. So it's so annoying. <laughs> it's so frustrating. But like that's usually what support like, you know, this, this equipment is oftentimes used for. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw my sleeves on because my knee hurts. I'm going to throw my wrist wraps on because my wrist hurts. Um, I'm doing some squats or deadlifts. Um, I'm going to throw my belt on because my back normally hurts. Oh, I thought you were going to say sleeves for deadlifts. I was like, wow. Oh no. Well, sometimes, <laughs> um, but like I'm gonna throw a belt on because my back hurts whenever I do deadlifts or, or squats. Yeah. And it's like, that's such a, I mean, it's so indicative of kind of like the, the way that we look at things these days, like and that's a big problem that I have with like the medical system at the moment. Like it's like, well, take a pill, take a shot to solve the, the, the symptom that you have, but yeah. let's almost never address the it's root the problem. Quick fix. Yeah. Um, because again, like we were talking about earlier, my boring stuff is more often than not probably the thing that you actually need. Yeah. But same like shoes. Like I understand weightlifting shoes has a, has a place for, for it. But like, if you're like, I can't squat without my shoes, there's a there's, there's a problem there. Yeah. Like, address. Uh, we have to start addressing these things. Um, 
and coaches, like if coaches are listening to this and you're like, I don't know what to do, fucking come talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like I will, I will happily teach you the ways on how you can start to think about addressing issues with like with your athletes, with how they move. Like, like I, I'm not against belts, like for example. Yeah. Um, like I've, I wear them still to this day, but the times that you'll ever see me throw a belt on, if I do, I should say, is when I'm like either attempting a max rep. Yeah. Because the, some of this supportive equipment is great because in a worst case scenario where I have a failure, say I can't control, like say I, I lose contraction of something like deadlifts, for example, the TA is a, a wildly important muscle here that we mm-hmm. need to have under control because it helps one can, can maintain a neutral spine, at least from like the, you know, the middle midway down yeah as well as it also really allows force transfer when you're thinking of being able to transfer force from the legs to lift this weight up through your back through your shoulder blades surprise and then down into the hands i will you know there's going to be a certain point where like the muscles are just going to give and so i will definitely throw a belt on if i'm like up into that near max range so that way i can like if it fails i can fall back on a belt to be able to protect my spine in like that worst case scenario. Right. And that, that rule is kind of how I try to instill in everybody that I work with is like, this is the thought process that you need to have. Like if you're in a competition, a little bit of a different story, mm-hmm. right? Cause you're kind of, especially within the CrossFit world, cause we know we're going for speed and yes. forms likely going to break down as much as I wish it wouldn't, but like, it's okay. Right. Like I've definitely thrown a belt on in mid competition just because I'm like, I'm about, I'm about to blast out yeah, a, you know. a bunch of deadlifts as fast as I can. Like I just, I'm going to need the support. Yeah. So just fuck it. I'm going to throw it on. Uh, but in training, like training when you are, I almost want people to even change the name of training and turn it into practice. Like <laughs> seriously, practice. Yeah. Ser- I mean, seriously, think about it. Like it was, and this is definitely a little bit more of a CrossFit thing. But, like, what is it that you do, like, if you go to soccer practice, soccer practice, mm-hmm. you're practicing skills, yes. you're practicing drills, like, you're trying to learn, like, I'm going to try and work on my lob or my goal, mm-hmm. uh, passing drills, like, these things to develop and build better skills, so that way, when it is come competition time, you have this foundation to, like, play off of, yeah. where you don't have to think about, okay, how am I going to step, how am I going to kick this ball, you just do it, Right. You feel like competition, competition is a direct result of how you train and practice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you're going to fall back on, especially when things start getting tough. And especially when form starts to break down, like you're going to fall back on the way that you, you practice and train. Um, and so if you train and practice, like move like shit, like you're, that's I, what I, you'll you, fall back on. surprise, you're going to start moving like shit. The one thing that I will, I will, I think I've already said this before, but like the one thing that will consistently pat myself on the back on is that like, I strive to be the best mover in the room yeah even during competition like i'm trying to make it nice and pretty because i know that if it looks good and it looks effortless it probably is um as well as it's probably in putting me in a safe position so that way i'm not gonna hurt myself Mm -hmm. take your time right practice 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 that's what Uh, practice is for that's what practice is for and that's (laughs) what i want training to be like i want people to think of training as practice like there's going to be a time and a place where you have to put your head down you got to hurt Right. Because it's, you know, you have to work hard. You have to push past like what you want to do. Yeah. And that's, that's here and there. But overall, most people's times, like, especially if you do CrossFit, like there's a lot of like just building, like it's a lot of like, let's work on skills. Let's work on skills in different combinations to kind of stress the body in a different way. Right. And if you can take your time and kind of learn how to move through these situations well, 
then the next time that it comes up, like you, this, that now it's a time where you can put your head down and just do the work because you've built up the skills and the abilities to adapt to that appropriately. You can't do that if you are constantly being, um, like having this, this crutch of, I always wear my belt. So I never have to use my shoulders. Like I'm always, or your TA or your TA, (laughs) right? That's what I meant. Um, like I'm always, I'm always using sleeves because my knees hurt. Like I'm always using like weightlifting shoes because I can squat lower. Yeah. Like we need to change both coaches and athletes need to change their perspective on like what these things are as well as like, how are you going, how are you addressing this stuff too? Like Ramwad's not just going to fix your shit. No amount, no amount of Eagle pose um, and like <laughs> ba- like happy baby are going to make you be able to move well under load. Yeah. Like you need to slow it down and you need to figure it out, figure out how to move well and right. What's it, the pose where you just lay on the floor? Uh, dead corpse pose. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> That's my that favorite one. That fixes everything for me. But yeah, I mean, but, and if you, again, if you don't know how to do that or what to do, Find somebody who does. Hit me up. If you're outside of my area and you want to work in person, I'll find I'll help you find somebody in person. Like down. Yeah. Because I think it's so wildly important. Um, because we like you, well, for one, most of us are not professional athletes. And so if you're not getting paid to do this, like there's no reason you need to be in pain and you need to be hurting all of the time. And you need to feel like we, you need to figure out what the cause is. Yeah. You have to. You have to. It's not, it, a, it's you, not an option. You're right. Like, you, you can't just rely on the accessories. You and that's can't. often what it is. Also, yeah. speaking of accessories, don't skip your accessory work either. <laughs> don't skip your accessory work, but don't just slap on your accessories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tagline for the yeah. episode. Shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, kind of go, going back, like, all the way to kind of towards the beginning, like, just in, like, the assessment process. Like, yeah. the, I think the assessment is is a vital part to like elaborate, like to paint the picture of the body in a way that can kind of potentially figure out what the cause is. Right. I think cause is a huge important word here um, because the pain site is often not is often the symptom and not the cause. Right. And if you're slapping on equipment or you're just trying to ignore it, like you're never going to figure out the cause of the issue. It'll yeah, you'll keep injuring it, you'll keep inflaming it, whatever. It, the, the, it will not go away with the with the simple fix or the quick fix. And likely get worse. Yeah, most likely get worse. Yes, and like, you know, to I, I it is one of those things too. Like I know it's boring. Like if anyone's worked with me and that's listen that's listening to this, you know. Yeah. Um, I know it's boring, but it works. Like. There's a you know, the Occam's razor, right? Off the simple the simplest answer is often the correct one. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I do with people is very easy. Like it's I mean it's tough to do, but it's not like it's not rocket science. Yeah. Like there's no special crazy equipment that could be that you need to do it. Like hell, you can do a body weight anywhere in the world. Yeah. Like if there's a ground, you can do it. <laughs> you have an arm, you can do it. Yeah. Even if you don't have an arm. Oh, if you don't have an arm, yeah. You can still do it. Like <laughs> It's crazy, um, but just just take the time to figure it out. Like, take the time, to re- like read about it, reach out about it to somebody you know. Um, well, not somebody you know, somebody educated <laughs> in the situation that you may or may not know, and just figure it out. Like, try and find the answer. Yeah. Um, but I guess I should probably leave leave with some takeaways on this one too, on actionables in this situation. Yeah. So. <laughs> might help out so that we're not just yeah, <laughs> not just not just just empty plugging <laughs> so generally speaking i work in 
the kind of a like a generally like a three-step process um so it's inhibition um is kind of the fancy technical term for like foam rolling usually if you have a pain spot look above and below wherever that is so if yeah. you're looking at your knee we look at the ankle or the calf and then we'll look above into the the thigh and then the hip mm-hmm. and so look for any limitations in muscles and honestly for a foam roller just roll on it oh man you'll you'll find it yeah and if it hurts you're probably in a right spot. Yeah. Now, with that being said, the pain needs to be, I would say, under, like, if you're looking at one out of 10, 10 being the worst pain you've ever felt, I'm looking at maybe like a four. Yeah. It should be uncomfortable, um, but, but if you're making... But tolerable. But tolerable. Yeah. If you're, if you're wincing or making funny faces, as I said to the kids, I'm like, if you're, oh, I'm like, ooh, no, no funny faces, uh, that means you're going too hard, mm-hmm. right? There is, a, there is a little bit of a curve to the... Um, there's a little bit of a curve to this concept where as that pain starts to get higher and higher for you. And again, it's regardless of your, whatever your threshold is. Um, once you start kind of turning, turning the, that curve, uh, your body starts to kind of recognize it as like damage and it starts to get scared and it effectively will seize up more almost, but find those spots right above and below is usually a very safe bet to go. Don't ever roll on bone, right? It's gotta be (laughs) soft and squishy. So muscles specifically, um, after that, then we go into like activation, mm-hmm. right? And so again, we have these, the, the four that we usually touch on, um, the shoulder blades, the TA, the psoas and the glutes, they have varying ways to move and go through different ranges of motion. And you want to try and feel them in effectively all ranges of motion if you can, um, and figure, you know, have to go from there. And then after that part is then what we call, I call it like integration, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like, let's, let's, let's put those things that you just did. So the, Inhibition has increased joint range of motion, generally speaking. Um, then we have activation, which has created more of a brain-body connection. So now you can kind of more consciously feel what's happening or feel these muscles turning on. Right. And then the integration is like whatever the sport is or the, the activity that you're trying to do, let's put it all together and go through some motions. So whether that's if you're doing CrossFit and you're like, all right, uh, you know, your issue is amongst around deadlifts, like let's do some deadlifts kind of being able to feel these muscles yeah um if you're a runner let's try and figure out how to run and be able to kind of still feel some of these muscles like soccer whatever whatever the case may be like let's figure out a a very simple safe way that you and replicable replicable repeatable that's the word i wanted (laughs) god i don't know where i'm going with these words today but a, a a safe repeatable and a controlled way that you can test this and retest it to make sure that it's working so too many variables messes things up, mm-hmm. right? Keep it the keep it simple. Kiss the kiss principle, yeah. Which I I told Corey about today. I was like, it's the kiss principle. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> so keep it super simple. If you can, and then if you're able to kind of feel all those muscles, right, and you're in a decent range of motion um, for you, then keep working on that until it feels really good, until it feels subconscious. Yeah. And then once you have reached subconscious ability, perfect. Now it's time to really like let the floodgates open. Let's start adding weight, start adding speed or, or complexity in the movements until we hit a breaking point. Yeah. Once you hit that breaking point, guess what you get to do? You get to start it over again. <laughs> but that's how you build. Yeah, like of that's course. how you get better. Yeah, and it do- it doesn't sound sexy, but it doesn't. Yeah, but the, that that very early part right of the rolling and the activation is is the most boring part, yeah. but it's such a important part. It's, it's a necessity. And if you can spend the time to do it and do it well, then when 
you start to get into more of the integration portion and you start to be able to incorporate that into your training, you don't have to do it as much and it gets significantly less and all it then turns into a check. You go, all right, if you got, if you're a band or even like, if you're like me where I'm like, I don't, I don't need a band at this point or bands or anything, any equipment at this point, it's like, let me do a quick check, feel it, feel it, feel it. Sweet. Go straight into your workout, mm-hmm. go straight into your warm up. You're ready to rock and roll. And, and then that's it. That's all you have to do. Like, it's it, like, it sounds too simple yeah. because it is that simple, yeah. but it's just boring and no one wants to do it. I guess if you want to live a super pain, painful life and just hate going into the gym all the time because you like, you can't work like, sorry, I'm going to go like, <laughs> but like, think about it like this too. Like if you are like, if you're like, okay, I'm going to go work out and then you work out and then you're hurt and you can't train for like a week and you go back in and you're going to train and maybe you get two days out of it, but like eventually you break down again and like now you can't work out for a week again. Yeah. So you're like, you're telling me you'd be, you're more excited to work out three times in two weeks than be able to work out three to five times a week. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it sounds ridiculous to say, but like that is the thought process that needs to be had. So that way you can, you can alleviate these, these pains and aches and like live a fun life. Like, not have to second guess yourself like randomly throughout the day. Like, yeah. Oh, can I get up or can I walk up these stairs without my knee hurting? Or can I turn my head without my f- neck hurting or whatever the yeah. case may be? I think, I think it, to blame the old uh, saying of no pain, no gain. It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a stupid phrase. Oh man. It's such a stupid phrase and yet it still lives on. It will forever live on. Yeah. Too many dude bros. Does, uh, does Corey still listen to this? I don't know. Fuck you, Corey. Um, <laughs> so to 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 go on like the boring uh, uh, accessories, uh, Corey had me do like toe work, and like it doesn't sound fun at all. Oh yeah, the toe yoga. But I do it like, and I want him to know like I still do it when I wear uh, slippers or sandals. Like I make sure I'm gripping my toes into my my sandal. Like yeah. I don't let it just flop around. Like and then even when I'm standing around at work, like I wiggle my toes and I'm making sure like my big toe then you know like i go in order and then i go back like just to make sure that i'm still planting you know using my whole foot on the floor and like that's something i do subconsciously yes like i'm just like like i'll catch myself doing it i'm like oh ah that's fun <laughs> yeah um but yeah like it's i i haven't had like foot problems because of it like well and th- that's a really fun one like that's <laughs> a really fun one to talk about too like just just movement of the toes right because we often, most people often usually walk like heel outside foot and mm-hmm. kind of push off usually like the outside of their toes, like your you know, middle to pinky toe. Yeah. Um, and that big toe is really important in the function of the foot. And if you were to, if you were, you know, if anyone's listening to this and they're sitting down or standing, just try and stand and push your big toe into the floor. And what happens if when you do that is you actually feel your arch activate. Your, the, the bottom of your foot will, will, will turn on essentially mm-hmm. and you should be able to feel it flex. That is a really important piece because that that flexing of the arch and kind of the bottom of the foot essentially will set the foot in place so that way um, it's a stable surface. Yeah. So again, going back to that joint by joint, we look at a stable foot, we look at a mobile ankle, we look at a stable knee, we look at a mobile hip, like that's kind of the process that we're going to be kind of looking through. And if you're not having that stable platform for your your for your foot to or for your body to like produce force off of like that's an issue Mm -hmm. it's that bench pressing on a waterbed type of thing yeah like it's gonna get really hard 
um, and it, it works its way up the chain where you get other pains. And so, yeah, the foot, the foot is crazy. Like the, I mean, think about it. Like the foot is one of the, for most of us, it's the only thing that's on the floor most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then couple that where we're in like really cushioned shoes or really supported shoes, or you have orthotics, um, any of these things that are passively supporting the foot, think of a weight belt for your foot, like with an orthotic, like that's a problem. These muscles aren't working. And if you look at the anatomy of a foot, like it's, it's crazy. There's a shit ton of bones. Um, like there's so much like tendons and ligaments, like connecting all of these things together that it's, again, it's a miracle that it works half the time. And so like shoes are an issue, which, you know, we, we, we could talk about at some point in time. I don't know if we ought to do it now. Well, we have to have Irving on. We'll have to have Irving on. Well, this is more so a bitch about (laughs) shoes and like why like why you have to be careful, like you should be a little more cautious with like, we should then definitely have Irving on, (laughs) which speaking of there's this company that I, I tried to win a pair of them. And I even like had a couple friends like, or I had Marissa and then she like got some of her friends cause I was trying to win a pair of these insoles. So it's this company called the Bosu, Mm -hmm. which I'm so intrigued by. And I, I think I'm going to buy a pair of like Bosu as in like the Bosu ball. It's no Bosu. Oh, no Bosu. Um, but they're these these insoles, like mm-hmm. super thin insoles. Um, they have a couple different ones, but part of what the whole thing is is like, you know, with shoes we lose contact of the floor. Essentially, our, our the proprioception, which is body awareness, essentially through space, um, we lose the sensation of our feet touching the floor, and our feet have like a, 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 an unbelievable amount of nerve endings and mechano mechanoreceptors, essentially to like feel pressure and to be able to adjust. And again, our feet are almost always the thing that's in contact with the ground. Mm-hmm. And so what these insoles have are these, they vary again from insole to insole, but these little like nubs on them that are to give like sensory information uh, through a shoe essentially. So that way when you are moving in different ways, you can kind of feel like, oh, I am pressuring too much to the outside of my foot or I am pressuring too much on my heel or whatever these things are to kind of give your body some proprioceptive response through a shoe um, to get so that way you can you know move well mm. kind of up the chain and there's some really really cool research that's coming out through this company and uh, and I'm, I'm really intrigued I really want to try them uh, just for my own sake because it's cool tech how much are they um I think they're they're anywhere from like 50 to 50 to 70 bucks um, kind of depending yeah because um, there's there's different ones like they have like more of like an athletic one. Um, there's one that's more for like, uh, like neurological, um, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have this, the really expensive one is a dual one that you can flip over, um, that has uh different, different adjust like different things on each side. Um, it's also kind of cool. They also make like a mat, like a yoga mat kind mm-hmm. of ish with that, um, uh, which I'm really intrigued by, which I have some ideas on what I would want to do with that to work with some clients so i i might buy that anyway just write it off <laughs> i guess i can i guess yeah technically yeah, i can write, just it, write off. it off <laughs> um so yeah hey actually maybe i'll just buy it there you go i think you could buy the insoles too and write those off i think i can yeah that might where i actually probably actually i definitely could yeah it'd be uniform for work that's true yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah the, the foot the the foot's crazy the foot to the foot takes so much of a beating and we don't <laughs> Uh, you know, as I've gotten older, my my dad told me he's like, uh, you know, my dad and actually a couple people older than me is giving me this wisdom like, you got to take care of your feet, your teeth, your eyes, 
and you're back. <laughs> and it's like, that gets more and more appropriate every every day that I get older. That gets more and more appropriate. Well, yeah, and again, it's it's uh, well the 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 teeth and the eyes are you know one thing. Yeah. Um, but like the like the feet and you talk about the back like when we it's it's all connected. Yeah. It's all connected, and so again, like lower back pain more often than not is a symptom, not the problem. Yeah. And the the problem is oftentimes like inability to move or stabilize with your hips like glutes more often than not well surprise it's coming back your psoas as well mm. and your ta yeah so three of the four but then and then also looking at the feet like if you have poor movement of your of your feet and ankles that works its way up the chain messes with your knees um or it'll continue to just kind of pass through and then go up into the hips and now your back is hurting because it's compensating for something else that's not happening yeah um there you go yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> surprise like the body the body is is uh, a wonderland your body is a wonderland specifically who sings that again um it's i almost said jack johnson no um is oh my god i can see his face he dated taylor swift um he sings neon john mayer yeah there you go there you go yeah (laughs) i was like uh, uh, what's his name wasn't john mayer a crackhead too no oh he did cocaine like a respectable rock star sorry sorry he could afford cocaine (laughs) <laughs> doesn't need that cheap crack that street <laughs> that street coke get out of here oh how man. dare you there is one thing that i wanted to touch while we're on this subject is um we were talking about pain and like levels of tolerance um what would you say to somebody who claims to have such a high tolerance of pain um because here's what i would say yeah doesn't matter what your tolerance of pain is if you're uncomfortable go see somebody or fix the problem <laughs> yes like oh okay okay like in in that essence gotcha gotcha yeah. i was like i mean i don't know <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i think regard regardless of your tolerance of pain if you are feeling pain that needs to be addressed yeah and that's like and that that like that applies to like you know kind of random aches too like don't dismiss something if it happens you know that one say like on monday and it goes away by tuesday like if you if you're starting to notice that that's happening more frequently, and that mm-hmm. doesn't mean every day, yeah, that can mean like through this year I have noticed, and this is me personally, right? Here's a here's a good example. Like this past year, my back has like flared up on two separate occasions, which is more than it's ever happened before to a point where it put me out. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, I need to figure out what the hell is happening mm-hmm. and address this now. Um, which with the help of Corey, I was able to kind of, you know, help me kind of figure out what the cause was. And then, you know, we were good to go. Yeah. I remember uh, the most recent one yeah. or the more recent one. Yeah, dude. I was, I mean, I couldn't train for like, no, you were like down two weeks. Yeah. You were down. I couldn't like, it was horrible. I, again, I don't, I don't have a great pain tolerance. So I was just like, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if there's, but pay attention to those aches as well, because those aches can lead to more chronic issues. Um, their, you know, their body is telling you something mm-hmm. that, that's what, that's what pain is. Like yeah. pain is your body saying like, Hey, something is not right. Yeah. Um, I don't like it and yeah. we need to fix it. Yeah. There, there's this old phrase saying pain is weakness, leaving the body. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pain, pain is your body telling you like, Hey, something hurts. <laughs> yeah. You should, uh, it's an, cut that out. It's an alarm system. Yeah. Like I say, I say this again, I, it's a lot of things I say you're, you are never, you're not going to be smarter than your body. Mm. Like you cannot get away from that concept. Because your body's, your brain 
is like almost sole responsibility is to keep this organism alive. And whenever there is like the, the pain that happens is a, a warning sign to say like, I should probably stop doing this. That's why it hurts. That's why it's like your body freaks out. Like you ever touch something hot and you're like, whoa, like yeah. immediately. Um, like even without thinking, you're just like your arm is in the 100% opposite direction. It's this reflex that's like, nope, alarms, like do not want to do this. It's a learned behavior. Well, that's an inc- instinctual behavior at yeah. this point, which is actually really cool. Um, I'm going to go off on that. It's a, so I forget the name of it. It's, I think it's called like a, it's a spinal, something spinal reflex. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are certain things that trigger that with us. And like touching something hot is one of those things. Or if you step on something and you like, you manage to kind of like fall. Yeah. Um, so normally what would happen is like we say, you know, I'm going to touch something. It goes, the our fingers, right, we'll pick it up, <clears throat> travels into our spine, goes up into our brain, our brain processes it, and then goes back down through to give us the stimulation of like what the hell is happening, right? And that, that, that happens almost instantaneously. Yeah. What happens even more instantaneously is those reflexes. And this is an, extinct, an instinctual thing that's like just super deep into our DNA, where if you touch something hot, it doesn't re- it doesn't even go to your brain it goes to your spinal column which immediately registers it and goes straight back um, so it doesn't have to be processed which is why you can more often than not touch something hot, like hot that could hurt you you can pull yourself away so unbelievably fast that you very likely don't actually hurt yourself yeah like our body is meant for survival like we you know as we are monkeys swinging from trees at some point in time in our lives sorry for the young earthers <laughs> Um, you know, flat earthers. Well, the flat earthers might still believe in evolution. No, there's no gravity. There's no gravity. (laughs) Um, but for it's a it's a pressing down force instead of a pulling force. That is like these are these like super deep, ingrained learn instincts that we have. Yeah, um, which is insane to think about. There's the other one that's really fun too, is um. So it's called the mammalian breath, breath reflex which is again a, an instinctual thing that we just have innately in our bodies you which can't is, you can't not breathe right well it's not no it's not that it's where you can that's why you can throw a baby into water and they will immediately hold, hold their, their breath. breath yeah they'll hold their breath and open their eyes like that's that's a that's a that's like deep deep into our prehistoric dna that has like allowed us to live essentially it's crazy that's insane yeah. Yeah. So there's like two crazy things to just talk about survival, like, and evolution, right? Arguably, if you want to debate some evolutionary concepts here, <laughs> like, I think these are two pretty big ones that, like, a baby can do this stuff innately. Yeah. Yeah. Babies get, you know, like, toss them in the water, not even toss, like, you can, like, hold them and, like, dunk them and they'll know not to breathe. Like, yeah. It just know. happens. It's crazy. Now, I'm not saying. You don't to hold don't, your baby underwater. Don't just, just like <laughs> casually do yeah. that. Um, definitely, if you're going to do that, do it under some like supervision with you, somebody who knows what they're doing. And but make sure it's your baby, not someone <laughs> yeah, else's please baby. Please don't do that with someone else's <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine? Like, I just imagine like a news like ABC Seven LA is just like local podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like after the release of local podcast, uh, there's been a string of people dunking other people's Random babies baby. <laughs> 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 to test the mammalian breathing theory yeah <laughs> we are not doctors yeah again not doctors <laughs> though would uh would the the infamous aspect of that be good 
or bad? Would that would that hey, publicity be a good thing or a bad thing for us? Any publicity is good publicity. All right, I'll take it. You're in Hollywood, baby. Hollywood, baby. <laughs> it's true, but still, don't. Uh, but don't, don't do, do don't that. do that. Please, yeah. dear God, don't do that. Yeah, there's several things on here that we've said don't do, and we stick <laughs> by them. Do, please do not do them. <laughs> so, but going back to it, yeah. If you have pain, fucking figure it out. Yeah. Don't wait around. And, and again, again, you have to understand. There's a difference between pain and soreness. Yes. There's there's huge differences. I, I yes, I would say pain is equal to injury. Yeah. Or potential injury. Potential, yeah. And soreness is more in, more linked to being uncomfortable. I I like I like the way that you kind of said that. Yeah, I like that one and, and like fatigue. Soreness like also will be more in relation to fatigue. Like if you're sore, your your body's like, "Hey, like we're tired. Like I don't want to do this." That's Different from being in pain where you're like, the pain's like, oh, no, we could do it. I don't want to do it because it hurts, but we could do it. Like, when I'm sore, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's how I relate the two. Yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the other thing, too, like to, I guess we're kind of ending notes here is like, if you are just hanging out and it doesn't, like if you're sitting down and mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt, it's probably not an injury. Likely not an injury. Again, not a doctor. Yeah. Um, and then if you, like, if you're moving or but if you're just at rest and it still hurts, probably something closer to an injury. Yeah. And that you need to get that looked at yeah. a pronto or it will likely get worse. <laughs> but yeah. Anything else you want to add on to the, uh, the topic of pain? No, I think that's it. I think we nailed it. Um, nailed it. You know, preventative is always better than uh, repair. <laughs> yes. So, you know, if you can if you can catch it or if you're feeling it before it gets there, like, take care of it. Take care of it ASAP, you know. Don't <laughs> don't let it slide by to, to tomorrow where it's like, nah, it just got worse. Take it from two people whose arms fell off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most pain you've ever been in. When my arm fell off? Yeah. Uh, 10. 10. Okay. That is it is same. To, to, to paint the picture... When my so when it my arm initially fell off, I couldn't get it back in the socket. Oh. So it was out of it was out of the socket for almost an hour. Oh, I got you beat. Oh really? <laughs> I got you okay. beat. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't. It's not something I. You're. I'm happy for you to win that. Yeah, I hated it. So I dislocated it. I would say I dislocated it about six thirty. I didn't have a doctor put it back in till about ten o'clock. Oh my god. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So. Yeah, so my so my arm fell off in a competition. Honestly, what ha- the crazy thing that happened was is so I dropped the bar. Uh, so I had some weight overhead, and I dropped the bar, and it actually fell across both of my knees. Oh, and that was actually what hurt more. Yeah, initially. Yeah, because I like I, I like fell to the floor. I like felt it happen, and I was like, I looked over. I'm like, shit, it's still out of the socket. Mm-hmm. So initially, I was like, okay, it's not that bad. It looks horrendous. Yeah, but it wasn't that bad. And then as like, it probably about like 15, 20 minutes later, as I was like getting into a car to go to the hospital, I'm like, that's when it started to set in. Oh yeah. And I was like the, I was so nauseous and it was, um, so Dawn, Dawn drove me to the hospital. Fuck. She was like talking to me and I was trying to Keeping talk to her. Keeping your ass conscious. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. And so she was like, she's like, I know I'm talking a lot. She's like, I'll stop. And I was like, Dawn, I'm like, I'm not trying to scare you right now. I'm like, but I'm in so much pain. I'm like, you you talking is keeping me awake. Yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of blacking out right oh, now. Oh, yeah. She was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, you know, trying to make her laugh, like put her at ease as I was like sitting there just like, <sighs> like, br- like breathing. Yeah. Trying to breathe through this pain. 
It was unbelievable. I can't, God, I, I can relate. You know, I, I wanted to say I can only imagine. No, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, when mine happened, I was I was training like uh, it was like a five by heavy. I you know stupidly was going heavier than I should have been. And our hubris, yeah. <laughs> I felt it. I got the bar up. I felt the first pop. And I tried to let go. I let go of this one and threw it forward, but this one didn't let go because I didn't have control anymore. Yeah. So, like, as the bar went down, it dislocated the second time, and that's when I was able to release because, like, at that point, the momentum just took it out of my hand. Immediate shooting pain, cold sweats, nausea, and almost blacking out. Yeah, hit shock. Oh, yeah. Almost, like, full shock right then and there. I hit the floor, and I was, like, immediate like your heart rate's at like 170 everything (laughs) and like i don't even remember who was talking to me but they were like are you okay and i was like (sighs) yeah no (laughs) (laughs) you have to like prepare yourself to say a word yeah it it was like hands i mean i've broken bones i've had fractures i've been in car accidents dislocating my shoulder worst pain i've ever been in yeah hands down easily yeah it's it's insane um so yeah so don't do that yeah don't dislocate (laughs) your shoulder it does not feel good Uh, i promise you the boring exercises will always win out yeah hands down right did you have to i can't remember did you have to get surgery no they advised not to because it wasn't torn oh you got lucky i i it was a partial tear but not full and they said that if i go through the pt and i don't do any like strenuous physical activity it'll heal itself in about three months which it did i got a full recovery luckily um and then uh went through about three months of pt and then uh, went to um my strength and conditioning coach and he's my only coach as well and he basically said ground up let's go yep like broomsticks baby yeah pretty much yeah, I had to get I had to get surgery. Um, and I tried. I I think I met with like four doctors as for like consultations because I was like, please somebody tell me I don't need surgery. Yeah. Um, but I had a I had a slap tear, mm-hmm. um, through my labrum, which is uh, superior labral to anterior post anterior from posterior. Got um, so if you think of if you think of the the if you're making a circle of the shoulder, um, and you cut that circle square in half, um, I had a rip from the top part of the into almost that entire top part of my shoulder, oh, um, that had to be like put back together thankfully that was it though because the mris originally read that i uh i also tore my supraspinatus thank god how did they misread that though so funny enough um i met with a um an osteopath Mm -hmm. who like looked at the mri and he um he was like oh he's like you didn't you didn't tear your rotator cuff muscle i'm like what i'm like Two other doctors had said yes. Yeah. Um, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, he's like, you could look at it, and he's like, um, there's a there's an imaging issue within MRIs. Um, so sometimes you can get this like this like weird like feedback that will show like a dark spot, <clears throat> which is you know the lack of something. Yeah. He was like, that's that's what that is, and I'm like, I don't know, like I don't. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't like I don't know if I'm supposed to believe you because like also osteopaths are known for being very much anti-surgery yeah but yeah like went in went uh, i like i called him and i was like look man i'm like too many people are telling me that i need surgery for this thing i'm like and every single person is advising it like yeah. heavily um i was like so i'm gonna go get surgery i'm like i know it's against your you know your best judgment um but afterwards i called him i like messaged him i was like hey man i was like one thing to i'm like i will say i'm like you had it right like yeah. that was an imaging issue 
And he was like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, but yeah, I had to get surgery. Like, dude, and I mean, you knew me for most of that time. Mm. Um, I mean, it took me. You were covered for a while. It took me forever to come back from it. Mm. And I was really surprised by that. Like, I definitely was cautious, but like, I mean, I was limited in my range of motion for months and months after that. Like, the, uh, I was like looking through some of my old like photos and stuff and videos that I have. And like, you know, from surgery to like being able to do my first banded pull up, like was a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I only, you know, last year is probably the time that I've like finally felt normal again. Yeah. Um, fully normal where I almost like, I feel like I can trust my arm now. Um, and that's like a couple years post surgery. Like yeah. that's sucks. Yeah, I, I remember. Like, I had to, I had to convince you so hard to do your first competition with me. Yeah, yeah, we did it uh, scaled and yeah. I mean, it was. I we still had fun. It was just, but like, it was so long from your recovery. Like, you were like, man, I don't know, I don't know. And I was like, dude, we'll do scaled. Like, I'll do all the heavy shit. I'll do all the pull ups. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't know. Well, even then, like, yeah. even during that time, like, I still wasn't feeling great. Yeah, like I know <laughs> it sucked. Like so and. So I ended up, I did do a competition actually one year later, really, really pushed, like set that one low. But mm. like the, I did it at the same place that actually hurt my arm because it was like, that was like the mental thing for me. Yeah. I was like, I need to like go back and break it. I need and... to like conquer this. Yeah. Um, because man, I had like some serious, like psychological, like, like, um, like resistance to doing stuff again. Mm. Oh man, I, I, like as, I was, as I was I. scared. Yeah, as did I. Like I didn't even want to bring my arm above my my eye level, like because I was afraid it was gonna pop out. Like yeah, I was fear. Yeah, and that's 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 a really interesting that's a really interesting like thing to to note on. Like I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was like legitimately fearful. Yeah, I mean to be to be honest, like still am a little bit, but you know I'm I'm definitely more conscious of my right arm. I'm more I'm more confident in strength building and therapy that i've gotten from all of my coaches since that like i'm in a position where i'm like i know my limitations and i know that they've gotten me this far uh my coaches have gotten me this far and it's on me to do the homework and if i do the homework i'll be fine for the most part like but i'll know my limitations like yeah i got back to my 185 snatch i don't think i'll go any heavier than that just because that's where my fear peaks it's like that's how it got dislocated yeah. if i can hit that i'm already successful i'm already happy like I'm cool. I'll keep clean and jerking until my fucking face falls off. But, um, you know. Yeah. I, w- I wonder if, uh, right, because I've, I've had a little bit of a mental block in snatching still. Yeah. Right? And I, I wonder if I'll ever be able to get back to uh, to my old numbers. It's tough, man. Like, it's one of those, like, because when I hit that 185 again, I was, I like, I had to tell myself, just go for it. it You're already here. At worst, you can bail forward. Yeah. At worst, you and. Like I got under it and I was scared to death. I was shitting myself. But when I realized I was in that catch, I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Stand this up. You're good. Yeah. It, oh, hundred percent. It, it was so exhilarating. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like I, I think scary, but <laughs> I think when I, I forget when it was, but I definitely had like a, like an emotional moment at one point when I was able, I, don't know, I think it was, I think it was snatching, mm-hmm. right? Because then it was an overhead squat that, yeah. that my arm fell off. But I think I was snatching and I hit something and it was like feeling good. And I was like, I can feel 
like that that physical like that the physical manifestation of like fear setting in yeah and i was like trying to like talk myself down i'm like it's okay it's okay i'm like you spent way too much time like working on this stuff like you're good to go yeah i like went up a little bit more like okay like feel it coming back like and it was this like back and forth process of like trying to like convince myself that i'm not like that i can do it um and it got to like a point i think i remember calling marissa and or like texting her or something like that just like with the fucking like tears in my eyes because i'm just like just really hit a milestone right now. <laughs> um, and I was like, I don't know who to talk to. I was yeah. like, but I'd like need to let this out somehow. Cause I was just like, Oh, like, Oh my God. Like, fuck, I did it. Yeah. Um, I imagine it's very similar to you. It was, it was very similar. Um, I, I remember, I can't remember if I called or I texted, uh, my coach Colin and I was just like, Hey, I just realized how far we've come. And like, I, I haven't said thank you. Like, yeah, you know, and he was like, Oh, you don't need to like say like, I love doing this. Yeah. I love you. Like, you know, like the typical know. response, yeah, right? the you typical coach response that loves your, that loves their athlete. Like you don't have to thank me for anything. Like, you know, like we're in this together. And I was like, no, like you don't understand. Like all the doctors and fucking PT were like, you're never going to do this again. And you like took me on. Like you were just like, I'm not going to write you off. Like let's prove them wrong together. And like, like I was emotional when I like called him or texted him. I can't even remember what I did, but like I remember being emotional when I when I said it to him and like it it was just that like it felt so good. Oh yeah. To have like, you know, that in your corner and then realizing how far you've come from having to be a beginner, climb your way to that that advanced level to fall off and then be a beginner and climb back, All the way back. to that advanced level again. It's just like fuck, man, like Oh yeah. Ugh. I, I can't tell you how many like I'm getting emotional just thinking about it right now. Yeah, right. I can't tell you I can't tell you how many like like tear inducing emails that I've sent to like my coach. Yeah. Like and he like unless he listens to this, he's never gonna know it. Yeah. But just like these like like super like heartfelt be like I don't know if you know how important this is to me. Yeah. Um to be like at the place that I'm at now. I mean when I was on the phone like when I talked to him not too long ago, like I even I guess maybe guess he does know, but I did like make it very well known. I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, I can't leave you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you are, you have played such a massive, like integral aspect into like my life and getting me, getting me back, like not even just physically, but like mentally to a place where I like feel almost comfortable in my, like my body again, or yeah. I can trust myself again, um, which is such a weird thing that like to explain, like people can't, comprehend that unless they've ever gone through it yeah but i'm like i i can never leave you yeah (laughs) like yeah you literally like unless you just up and quit i'm like you're you're gonna have me for pretty much the longevity of your career yeah um or for the rest of your career so uh please don't stop anytime soon (laughs) (laughs) and he's like oh mate no it's all good like you're fine yeah like like, that's not what i wanted (laughs) (laughs) like cry with me it's like no we don't cry I'm um, having I'm having a Fosters right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he drinks. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, hopefully that scared the shit out of you. Yeah. Uh, don't to, snatch anymore. <laughs> just stop snatching. <laughs> no, to, to address your goddamn shit. Yes. And that, I think this is a really nice point to to kind of like you know finish off on is at least for me, and I'm gonna assume you too. You too. When we talk about this stuff with like our athletes and our clients, like it comes from that experience. Mm-hmm. Like, like sure. I cared about injury prevention, pre this stuff, 
but clearly I did not hold hold it to the to hold it to the uh, like to a, the pedestal that it needed to be held at. Yeah. Until after the ship, after my, my after my ship broke. Absolutely. Um, and it was all of those trials and tribulations that like made me really, really appreciate what it is that I do now. Yeah. And this is that's like the place that I come from because like I do not want anybody to ever have to experience that. Oh. Ever, ever. 100%. Um, and like the empathy that I have for, for people that are injured is like, I mean, it's, 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 it's not even empathy. It's relational. Yeah. Like I, I know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, and most, most points worse than what somebody is going through at that moment. Mm-hmm. So like definitely like take care of it now. Yeah. Um, cause God damn, does it suck <laughs> when you don't. It'd be way worse <laughs> if you don't. Way worse. Anyway, that sappy note. Um, anything else you want to add to this, uh, to this whole bad boy? No, I think we nailed it. Um, you know, um, with the open upon us guys, don't be afraid to, you know, dial it back. Like, you know, these, these, the first one seems to be a very at home workout. I can't imagine the next two are going to be anything (laughs) much more strenuous. Um, you know, take it one workout at a time, recover like you need to warm up like you should. Please um, warm up. You know, even if it's like this, like wall walks and, and, and double unders, it doesn't seem like much, but it's high intensity shoulders, yeah. high intensity calves. Like you're you're jumping and climbing, you're pushing and, and, and pulling like there's a lot to it that you may not realize. And if this episode has told you anything, even the little things are important. Like, oh, yeah, it sucks to do, but I promise you, you'll be warm for it and it won't hurt afterwards. Oh, Your yeah. lungs will be on fire, but it won't <laughs> hurt afterwards. Well, yeah, I did. I mean, I did the I did that workout today yeah. um, and my shoulders were blown up. Yeah, so it was kind of crazy. Like there was a point, too, where I like I felt I like kind of fell off the wall mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, man, <laughs> uh, someone someone was like, come on, Ryan, like you can keep doing it. And I'm like, I don't know if I can trust my arms <laughs> to hold me up right now. It's tough, man. Like, like don't be don't be fooled by these hands, like, these wall walks. Yeah. You can only push yourself against the wall so much. You're yeah. just like, no, OK, I got to come back down. I'm just going to slide like. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was wild. I'm very interested to see if I'm sore tomorrow. Hey, I think the slide still works if both feet slide down the wall. As long as your hands are in that front line. Right. Yep. As okay. long as your hands are at the front line, you can just fall off the yeah. wall. <laughs> That's what uh, I watched Noel Olson do it today, and he did it actually on like a gymnastics pad. Yeah. So smart. Oh hell yeah! That's genius. So smart. I need to get so one then of those. all. So yeah, he like walked his hands out and just fell to the floor. Jesus. I'm like, God, you're such a brain. What a good idea. Big brain on no. Oh, yeah, no, that's not big brain. That's like galaxy brain right there. <laughs> He's got like 4D thinking right now. He's playing 4D chess Hell while we're yeah. all playing checkers. We're all playing 1D checkers. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. All right. Well, uh, Eric, how can people contact us? Um, you guys can contact us via the mothership. You just got to up, uh, get your uplink in. Yeah, just uh, uplink your download and blink hard and swipe left and right. Uh, uh, Turn uh, off one light. Up, down, left, right, A, V, start. Yes. Circle, square. Or you can do it the normal people way, I guess. And Boring. Find us on our Instagram at another period rep period podcast. And you can Gmail it. God damn it. You did it again. That's, That's like three in a row. Fuck me. <laughs> you can email us at another rep podcast. I almost fucked it up again at gmail.com. Nice. And you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I suck at English. It's okay. And speaking. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, do we have any, have any new countries? Have you have you looked? 
I yes, we do have a couple more. Did you learn how to say thank you and hi? No, I didn't. God, I yet. suck. I'm working on it. There's there there's getting to be a lot of them. Well, I mean, you just need a sheet and then the translation. A lot through uh through Europe, and <laughs> we finally had our first Australia. What? Yeah. So it's ha- your coach. Howdy, down high. That'd be awesome. <laughs> It'd be like, make my day. That would be so awesome. Yeah. Did you just say howdy down under? I said, I did say howdy done under, <laughs> down under. And uh, and then be on the lookout because we are, be on the lookout for a potential uh, little surprise. Yeah. So we might have a new, something new coming into the, coming into the format here for us. So we'll uh, keep you updated on what that is. Also, as an update, I, uh, I celebrated my victory too early. Uh, against Ryan. Oh yes, I celebrated way too early. I I had misread announcements, and this is on me. <laughs> uh, Ryan does not have to eat a California flag, even though I got him one. Thank and God, we're gonna enjoy it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I will take the L in the sense that gyms are supposed to be opening up on Monday, and Disneyland will not be open for rides and uh, vendors until the end. Oh no! Beginning of April. Yeah. So here, let's do this. We'll leave it. We'll leave it up to if people want to chime in on this concept. If I still have to eat the eat a flag, uh, you know they're gonna want you to eat the flag. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Ignore what I was about to say. I'm gonna leave this in for shits and giggles. Oh. But yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. I take an L. <laughs> well, it wasn't a bet between you and me. It was. I, I gave it to myself. I still get an, a W, I guess, because I get some cake. That's true. Yeah. We both win yes. this situation. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we get to uh, have our podcast and, and eat it too. Eat it too. What's up? So. All right. Bye. Bye.